Hiding out there on the globe today, coming to you direct from the oasis deep in the heart of Cowichan Valley. It is episode 56 of Tavern Talk for the Rogues Tavern. And remember, Ehu is on his way. It's time to prepare. Your time is running out. So I suggest. Ehu is on the way? Ehu, Yehu, I, I, I'm not pronouncing it correctly. At any rate, your time to prepare is running out, so I suggest that you come on in out of the dark, settle down by the fire, have a drink, and fall down some rabbit holes with us. Sorry, I was trying to figure out who the heck you're talking about. You, you blew the entire bloody intro by doing that. You ask I the questions. At, ask the questions after the intro. We go through all this effort to set this up and give you the perfect cue, and then you just you just you're like, what? Oh, oh yeah. I think Lord, it made more interesting. Uh-huh, it does. It makes it more entertaining. Um, <laughs> you, you'd have to go, what, what's that What's that? Uh, That preacher dude that you saw, Jesuit dude, or what's his name uh, on YouTube? Come on. Uh, Jacob Israel? That's it, Jacob Israel. Jacob, okay. Jacob Israel. He, he did an entire video on this. What was really funny was the day he did the video and released it on this Ehu, that was the same day I also learned that that's the name they're giving the next variant of the fucking virus. Oh, interesting. And he broke it down quite interestingly. He did a yeah, it's really. It's been a while since I've caught up with him. I need to catch up on his videos, man. He's pretty awesome. Every once in a while, he appears in my feed, and I'm like, okay, let's see if he's got. Sometimes we, I listen to it for ten minutes, and I'm going, oh fuck, I can't handle this one, man. This one's just fucking. <laughs> But every once in a while, he's got one that has lots of really good, fascinating information. And mm -hmm. that one did. And it was like, okay. And it was really strangely timed. Yeah, he's pretty good about doing that. The strangest things will be perfectly timed with him. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's what we, Ehu is. Yehu, he, he broke it down to the original, to the original Hebrew. It's spelled J-E-H-U or something like that. But it's supposedly the next name of the uh, of the next variant of the virus. Although I've seen a few other names being thrown around recently. That would be Yahoo, Yehu, Yehu, I think. Yeah, Yehu. 
Yahoo. It's yeah, it's Yahoo. Yahoo. Yeah, pick a pick a, pick a, pick a Yahoo. Pick a pronunciation. All right. Well, before we get too far down the rabbit holes and where we're going today, we need to have our spiritual reading for today. <clears throat> and our spiritual reading for today comes from the 1955 version of the King James Bible, and we are reading from Revelations once again. Chapter 6, verse 1 to 17. And I saw with the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. He that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld... And lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny. And see, thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was Death, and Hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword, and with hunger, and with death, and with the beasts of the earth. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar of the souls of them that were slain for the word of God, and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. And I beheld when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as the fig tree cast of her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth and the great men and the rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? 
Wow. That's interesting. If you take those those horses, they could be compared to planets that come in line. Mm-hmm. It could also be compared to various various things, famines or illnesses. Yeah, or... Well, you just you just hit something I hadn't thought of, because you can take back, you can look at every one of them, and I bet every one of the four planets matches up to something in this. As well, they do. That's I, I was just thinking about the fact goes. that Mercury is in retrograde right now, or will be in uh, two days. Oh, it's fucking going retrograde again. Goddamn fucking Mercury. Mercury's yep. not one of our four major planets we're worrying about. No, but because I was reading that, I've been thinking about planets. Ah. And when I, when you were explaining the horses, mm-hmm. made me think of planets. The way that the planets become brighter at different times of year, the red planet could simply be the sun. We're well, due for another well, solar Yeah, we, solar got, we, got, fire, we got Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, and uh, Nep- Neptune. Not Neptune. Is it Neptune? Those are our four gas giants, right? I can't remember honestly mm. i find them interesting for some reason the information just doesn't stay locked in my brain it's yeah, yeah it, it, it comes and goes uh yeah, four gas giants jupiter saturn uranus neptune so I, I got the i named them right so jupiter is a god of war and death mm-hmm. i can't remember saturn uranus and neptune but they all have meanings i bet they i bet they all line up like that but the other thing that happens there is if you listen to the end you know the the every, every the well hiding the mountains in the caves but um um the um what was it here the uh, king of so sorry wrong one the right chapter here page turned on me i'm reading the wrong chapter and the stars of heaven the stars of heaven fell into the earth the heaven departed as a scroll rolled together and every mountain and island were moved out of their places yeah that made me think of the fact that we're like when we had the landmass shift, mm-hmm. or crustal and, displacement, and yeah, the cr- crustal displacement, mm-hmm. and then also the the yeah. men hiding inside of the mountains. Apparently, that's what we did last time. There was a huge solar flare thing that yeah. was too hot, and it actually managed to scorch the Earth. Yeah. So it, that's why I started thinking about planets and the sun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah it's an interesting thing. So that's 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 why some of the stuff I'm as we're as we're doing more and more readings of this and we're reading an entire chapter, not just a verse or two. It's like mm-hmm. a verse or two, you can use a verse or two any way you want. Yeah. But when you read the entire chapter, you get a little bit more of what they're saying. And that's why I said the more we read this, the more I look at it, and the more I learn about all this stuff, it's like it's like it's like a lot of the Bible is almost like it recorded the history. And it's also warnings about what you have to do to prepare for the next time. You know what it makes me think of? What's that? Makes me think of Casca. Oh yeah, Casca. We, I, I yeah, love that real history with a story thrown in. Mm-hmm. That's it. Real history with a story with a story thrown in to fill in all the all the bits and pieces. Yeah, that's what that's what the Bible's starting to make me think of. The more you read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, as I said, the Bible's an interesting book. I, I, I read it a lot when I was a kid, but I didn't understand it because I, I went to virtually every church under the sun except for I never went to the Jewish church. I never went to Seventh-day Adventists, and I never went to, um, um, what's that, religion of peace? Buddhist? That's the religion I was looking for before during our discussion was the Buddhists. No, no, ah. the, the Middle Eastern religion of peace. I Allah, that was Allah, Allah Akbar. 
Islam. Oh. Islam. No, I've never gone to a Buddhist one. I've always wanted to go to a Buddhist a Buddhist place and uh, talk to a Buddhist monk because they are very interesting people. I've spoken I... to Buddhist monks before. They are very interesting. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was speaking to them, there is this group of three Buddhist monks. One of them had taken a vow of silence. The other two I had a very amazing conversation with. And mm -hmm. my theory I came up with when I was 16 about every religion just being a different branch of the tree. Nobody mm -hmm. can agree because they're all looking at the tree from a different angle. Mm -hmm. They really liked it. Yeah, well, that's uh, it's, it's my my theory is virtually the same as a tree, but it's also to me it's the top of a mountain. Every religion is trying to obtain the top of the mountain, but each one has chosen a different path to the top. And if you're trying to get to a top of a mountain, there's a million paths you can take to the top of that mountain, but you're still going to get to the top. Of, some some paths are harder than others to get there. Is basically that's, what it. That's what the Buddhist guy said to me. Yeah, the Buddhist monk. Yeah, because that's basically what it is. Is everyone everyone is reaching for the spiritual. Everyone is reaching to reconnect with the the one source. The problem mm. is, is everyone is creating a different way to get there when they don't need to. When pe some people have laid out good paths and other people have laid out false paths, false paths that yeah. lead them around and around the mountain but never take them up. That's what that's what a lot of religions have done is they start leading people around the base of the mountain and they never move them up the base of the mountain. Every once in a while they take them up and say, "Look how high you climbed," and they take them back down. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, that's that, a really good analogy. Is, is, that's pretty much what some religions do, or some of these little false, um, what the hell do they call them? Cults do the cults in particular. They use pieces of religion to make people feel good and they take them and say hey look out we found a clearing here you can see how high you've come they take them back into the forest area and because they're not paying attention to whether they're going up or down they take them around and around back down and they keep them going around and every once in a while they pop them back up at a different point and say look how high you've come and now you know they got a different viewpoint so it looks higher even if they're not any higher so yeah that's, that's uh, the way the world is going right now has been for some time all right yep. well, let's talk about a few gardening things just for fun you know, right. our, our gardening and prepping and planning stuff, we, we're not going to touch them all because we no longer have to obey censorship laws because we're solely here on Odyssey. I do like to touch on these prep stuff because some of it's very important for you. And uh, you got an article here on Hugo Culture. I actually did some of that recently. Yeah, Hugo Culture. It's, uh, I did, had never even heard of the word, but... Hmm. Uh, it's a type of raised bed where you build a garden bed from rotten logs and plant debris. Yep. You got to put soil on top. Hmm? You got to put soil on top. Yeah. I was just going to say these mound shapes are created by marking out an area for a raised bed, clearing the land, and then heating up woody material that's ideally already partially rotted and topping it with compost and soil. Mm -hmm. That's what I did those I never even heard of that. Well, I, I'd heard it a couple of years ago, but I never had the opportunity to do it because you need at least... Uh, a three to four foot bed, three mm -hmm. to four feet high. And when I built those new beds in the greenhouse, I looked at it and said, that's an awful lot of soil to waste to fill them up. And I went, oh yeah, Hugo culture. So I went over to my wood piles of stuff that's uh, all the stuff I chopped up that needed to be shredded and stuff. And I fitted it into the boxes and filled the top, uh, I think the top three, four inches of soil, top four inches of soil. The rest underneath is all, all this rotten logs and other compostable materials and other stuff all at the bottom. Yeah, it's kind of a cool idea. It's a really cool idea because it helps it helps enrich your soil 
gives places for all the critters and stuff you need to give a very rich soil to the plants above. And the plants will actually, some of them, their roots will grow through the soil into the rotten logs and stuff and tap into all that nutrient down there. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a kind of a cool thing. I seen it on websites a couple, three years ago when I first started planning out the Oasis. I saw all this stuff on it and I was like, oh, I kind of like to do that. But the way I was doing the Oasis, I'm, do I'm only doing two foot beds, you know, two, mm -hmm. feet, two foot deep. And you don't, I, I need, you need your soil to be at least eight to 12, eight to 12 inches. And for some of the things I'm growing, you need a full two feet of soil. So it wasn't, it wasn't practical for me to do hugoculture for what I'm doing. But when I built the new beds that are three feet high, it was more practical. That's pretty cool. All right. Let's see what else we got here. Raising chickens, how to get started first. Go get a bunch of pallets. Second, get a sheet of plywood. Third, find an area that you can clear. Eventually, build a chicken coop, then go find yourself some chickens. Yeah, your, your brothers are wanting to name the chickens. I told them they could name them Stew, um, <laughs> uh, Nuggets. Um, what else is it? I couldn't think of any other fancy terms, but I thought Chicken Stew and Chicken Nuggets was a good thing. By the way, if you're opening these links, they're not showing up on your screen. Oh, you know what? I am, and they're showing up on the wrong screen. <laughs> There's your Hugo Culture one. Yeah, I didn't even notice. I, I, I'm just staring at screens. I have so many screens here, and it popped up on a screen, and my eye went to that, and I forgot that it's supposed to go on the screen over here to my left, not the screen <laughs> right in front of my face. It was much easier with the one in front of my face. But... <laughs> because I clicked the wrong box for it to go to. Uh, I think so, if you scroll up, you'll see a picture of the actual. There we go. There's the chicken. Bark, 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 bark. Chicken stew. Stew the <laughs> chicken. Chicken nugget. All right. Yes, you should raise chickens. If you have space, you should get chickens. Yeah. I, I meant to do it. I wanted to do it last year, but I really didn't have the time. But this year, I realized it's going to be extremely important. I watched the price of eggs jump by, I think it was 30, 30% in the last three months. It's amazing how expensive eggs are. And eggs are one of the main things we eat in this house. We yeah, eggs are a regular staple. It's a pretty good staple for me, too. And six chickens will provide you with a crap load of eggs. Oh, yeah. And consider once they start laying, they lay an average of one a day at six eggs a day. That's a dozen eggs every two days. Now, initially, amazing. initially, you will eat through them pretty quickly. But eventually, yeah. when you're eating them a lot, you start to tire of them. So they start to yeah. accumulate. And the nice thing about fresh eggs that you got yourself, all you they do, have flavor? aside from the flavor, flavor is the most. Flavor is the thing that I, I keep forgetting because during the winter, I can't get fresh eggs easily. I have to go out of my way to go to the few farms that still have winter eggs and chicken, chicken eggs in the winter. But as soon as the farmer's market comes, I buy, a, I buy eggs at the farmer's market, take them home, and I'm going, oh, God, I forgot how good egg, eggs actually taste. <laughs> but the thing is, though, fresh eggs that are you get yourself, if you 
pick, you gather them yourself and you do not wash them. In other words, don't run them under running water or scrub them or anything. Just take a, take a brush and lightly brush off any dirt and dust or anything that's on them. Leave them on your counter. Do not refrigerate them. They will last on your counter for four weeks. Yeah, first time I went to Buddy's place, he had uh, his he and his family had the eggs in a bowl on the counter. I'm like, won't they go bad? Mm-hmm. And that was when I learned about no, no, eggs aren't really don't have really have to be in the fridge so long as you don't wash them. As long as you haven't washed them, because they have a membrane over them over the shell, which protects mm-hmm. it, and it protects it from any problems. The other thing you can do is learn how to preserve the eggs. You know, go through all the stuff to preserve the eggs properly. And you can actually preserve the eggs fresh like that for all winter. Or you can do what I'm going to be doing with my eggs is now that I've got a freeze dryer, they shipped it uh, a couple of days ago. It's supposed to be here this week. I'm so excited. Ooh, exciting. Um, At any rate, I'll be able to freeze dry it. And you can freeze dry not only cooked eggs like scrambled eggs, you can freeze dry fresh eggs. You You can freeze dry raw egg. So like you just crack it onto a plate and freeze dry it? Yeah, you crack it you crack it onto the uh, freeze dry tray. You stick it in a freezer and freeze it. And then you stick it in a freeze dryer and freeze dry it. Weird. Oh, have uh did you see the pictures of the egg that accidentally froze at our place? Egg that accidentally froze. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, the back uh there was some eggs in the back of our fridge. Like mm. the thing had been pushed to the back and mm. our I guess our fridge was up too high. Yeah. One of the eggs froze and Alea had gone to crack it and it was frozen. So mm-hmm. she just peeled all the egg off and t- we made it into a science experiment. Yeah. When it was first frozen, the whole thing looked yellow. And then as it slowly defrosted, it went from yellow to kind of clear to totally normal looking. It was really cool. Yeah. I should see what your one of your brothers decided to do an experiment, make a rubberized egg. How do you make a rubberized egg? It's not exactly rubberized. What happens is he... Microwave? Nope. He was watching YouTube videos, and he gets into these little science videos, and he goes, can I do this? And I'm like, and I, I, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to go so wrong, but I can't not let him. So yeah. he takes takes an egg. fresh. Uh, they're, they're cheap eggs from the store anyway. So anyway, he takes, he takes a couple eggs, puts them in a jar, fills the jar full of vinegar, 24 hours later, the shell is dissolved, but the membrane oh, yeah. inside the shell is still there. Yes, Alea did that too. She re- she really loved that. It was really cool. Yeah. You can actually like hold it and roll it around. Well, that's that's pretty what cool. he did. As long as you're gentle, it's fun. That's what he did. That's <laughs> what he did with it. <laughs> yes, it, it was rather quite comical. But yeah, so rubberized eggs. <laughs> I've uh, never heard of them referred to as rubberized eggs. Well, that's what the science guy on the YouTube channel he was watching called them, rubberized eggs. <laughs> All right, well, let's check out a winter cooking. We got winter energy cookies. Yep, can't go wrong with cookies. Uh, you can, depends on the cookie. These are actually pretty cool cookies. They, not, they essentially over, are like a little of, energy bar in cookie form. Yeah, I'm not overly fond of oatmeal raisin. If you make them chocolate chip oatmeal... I'm good with it, but oatmeal raisin, I'm not overly fond of. What is with everyone in oatmeal raisin cookies? Nobody likes them but me. <laughs> I have no idea how you got that. You definitely didn't get that from me. 
Yeah, but like nobody likes them. It's weird because I quite enjoy oatmeal and raisin cookies. I like the raisins. I like I like oatmeal. Well, maybe if I made them with my own raisins, it might be different. Mm, maybe. At the you just don't like raisins, I think. Well, I actually like the raisins I made. Which okay, I, which but well, store bought raisins. I don't think you like them. No, I'm thinking thinking I'm thinking of raisins. I gotta I gotta put in some effort this week to fix the uh, ar- uh, the grape arbor. It got collapsed oh, yeah. in the snow. I was rather bummed about that. All right. Well, these are just cookies that you can have hanging around. Send them out with the kids when they go out to play. Let's see what we got. We got butter, brown sugar, molasses, peanut butter, eggs, vanilla, flour, flour, wheat germ, baking soda, salt, cinnamon, rolled oats, raisins, raisins. Skip the raisins, just put chocolate chips. <laughs> walnuts and peanuts. I could go for the walnuts. It's like I'm not overly fond of peanuts in, in cookies. I like peanuts, but for some reason in, in in that. But what I would do is I'd swap out the walnuts with maybe pecans or almonds. Almonds would be better. Almonds are awesome. Almonds would be amazing. And you know, it's funny. Think, so about, think of almonds. I will have an almond tree. Ooh. I didn't send you a picture of it, did I? No, you didn't. That's my, exciting. My almond seeds that I got from a friend, her almond tree, and she gave me two seeds, um, like September or something. And she, and I had to crack everything open. And so I went and researched, how do you grow an almond tree? Well, it's really not hard from seed, but it takes time. And you got to have some patience. You got to do it right because mm-hmm. almond seeds need to be stratified. Okay. And Whatified? St- stratified. Stratification stratification is the process that Mother Nature does to seeds naturally. In other words, when an almond would drop its seed, it would lie in the ground, and it would sit there through the winter, and it would have to get down below 40 degrees for at least three months, which is what a winter generally does. gets below 40 degrees. Usually gets down to freezing some areas, et cetera, et cetera. You know what below 40 degrees is in Celsius? Um, below 7 or something. I don't know. Let's take a look. 40 degrees in C. 40 Fahrenheit in Celsius is It just extends out. 4.444 forever. So <laughs> let's say 4.5 degrees Celsius. So, which is, you know, an average winter gets down below four degrees for extended periods of time. Yeah. Which is about where your refrigerator, most refrigerators run at about three degrees, two to three degrees. Most refrigerators do. Mm-hmm. So what you do with it is you got to do it very carefully. It has to be done extremely carefully because almonds are a bitch to crack to begin with. But yeah. to keep the internal nut 100% intact when you crack them can be hard sometimes. So what I don't you think do, I've ever managed. Uh, it takes practice. <laughs> At any rate, she gave me the two the two nuts, and so I cracked them very carefully to get to the nut on the inside without damaging the nut on the inside. You can't damage the skin at all. Mm. Okay. Once you get them, then you take them and you wrap them up in a paper towel, a wet paper towel, and you throw them in a baggie, and you toss them in the back of your fridge, and you pretty much forget about them. For a few months. Every once in a while, you look and you're cleaning out your fridge. You go, what's this baggie back here? And you pull out, oh, yeah, that's the almonds. So you open it up and you look at it make sure they're not rotting. And you go, oh, still good. And you throw it back in the back of the fridge. And you probably forget about it again, which is exactly what I did. 
And then what happens is somewhere around January, you go digging through the fridge and you find them again and you go, oh yeah, they've been there since September. That's long enough. And so you take them out of the fridge and you make sure they're still good. And if they are, you take them somewhere warm. In my case, I took them to the greenhouse and I threw them on the bench in my greenhouse in the baggie because that's still the paper towel still wet. It's all good. And then I left them on the bench in the greenhouse, which the greenhouse is at about on average, about 17 to 20 some degrees. And, uh, about, I think it was about a week and a half later, I saw them in the corner and I said, oh yeah, I need to check on the almonds. I pulled them out the other day, <laughs> opened it up, and one of them had sprouted. Ooh. And it's like, oh, awesome. It sprouted. And, I, and then I promptly moved it into a pot with some good, clean potting soil. And now I've just got to monitor it and check it out. The other one hadn't sprouted yet, so we'll leave that one for a little while longer. And we'll check on it in another week. If you remember. <laughs> oh no, you eventually remember because you're always moving shit. I always move shit around on my bench. And I, I noticed the bag and go, oh yeah, that's the almond. Let's take a look at it. That's awesome. So it looks like I'm going to have an almond tree, finally. Because almond trees are really hard to find here. Nobody, no, no nursery seems to carry them. So what will happen is when I get a big enough almond tree, I will be doing all kinds of cuttings to sell almond trees. Yeah. I didn't even know you could grow almond trees in our climate. I thought oh, yeah. they were like a hot climate country. Nope. Nope. They grow fine because I had the one, the almond, the seeds I got came from Victoria. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm really, I'm really, I'm really ecstatic about that. That one there kind of excites me is that the almond tree is uh, possibly going to uh, be producing in, it'll take five years before it produces almonds, but still. It's, it's on its way. I am on my way to having almond trees, an almond tree that produces It's happy almonds. and growing. That's yeah, awesome. I love growing, growing things from seeds and seeing them all happy and stuff. Growing something like growing seeds from nuts or trees from nuts, seeds is really hard. Now, I didn't know everything that went into it until I started really getting into the oasis in the last couple of years. And I suddenly realized, you know what? I, I got to quit just doing this by by feel and actually go do a little research for the people that have already figured out how to do this shit. <laughs> and I can take their ideas and expand upon them. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's another one from you. Don't let winter stop your exercise. No excuses. Get out there and slip and slide on the ice and snow. That'll keep you in great shape. <laughs> Well, this is really just a rundown of the basic things you can do when you when it's winter. Mm. Like you can still go for a walk. You can get your snowshoes. Uh, don't go for a run if you're not used to the snow and ice. You'll mm. hurt yourself pretty badly. It's actually not but, that hard. I've gone running in snow and ice. If it's deep, it's really hard to do. But if it's light, it's not that hard. No, I'm talking about if, it, if you're not used to it. Well, I've done it when I wasn't used to it. You've lived in Alberta and yeah, in Canada. Like Victoria, don't, we don't get much snow, but we get snow every year. So you've had experience. I'm talking about people who don't really have experience. Yeah, well, I never, I never, I think last year or the year before was the first time I ever running in the snow. <laughs> I didn't go yeah, running just, in the, I didn't go running in the snow this year because up here at the Oasis where all my running gear is now, we got two feet of snow and it's really hard to run in two feet of snow. It is not fun to run that kind of snow. I've done it before. Yeah. 
Speaking of which, my foot doesn't hurt anymore. Oh, it good. seems after four years of healing, my stupid broken foot doesn't really hurt anymore. So I can actually start getting into running again. Oh, good. That would be good yeah. for you. I need to do something. Really I, have, I, haven't, I haven't gone running in a couple of months. I'm overdue. <coughs> All right. Mercury Walk or run the stairs. What's that? Walk or run the stairs. Walk or run the stairs. I'm always running up and down stairs. No, I, I need to <laughs> I need to just go running in the forest. I've got my running gear for trail running now. I do oh, almost, that's exciting. I do almost exclusive trail running. I spent like two hundred bucks on my trail running shoes. Fair enough. You need good shoes. I uh, have wrecked myself running on the trails with not proper shoes. Well it's not just good shoes, it's like trail shoes are shoes that the soles are different than every other running shoe out there because yeah. the soles are made to stick to wet rock. That's what I mean by good shoes, yeah. proper shoes. Yeah. The well, shoes like, that are meant for the running in the trails. Yeah, so this, the ones I bought, the first time it's like I'm, I'm when I tested them, it's like, wow, these just feel amazing. And then the first time I went running, it was wet and mucky out. And as soon as I hit the rocks expecting to slip, they stuck like glue and it's like nice oh, holy crap these are these are like amazing shoes it's like i, I now have two pairs of them because the first pair started to wear out and what the first pair became was my hiking shoes they, Perfect. Beca they became they became regular hiking shoes because you never completely wear out your running shoes before you switch to a new pair of running shoes it's no you don't because what happens you switch to a new pair because you've pounded the sole so hard that they're no good for running anymore, but they're still good for walking. Yeah. You know, so I, I get the most amount. But yeah, they stick to everything. Literally, they stick to ice on rocks, which is what I found just astounding was they stuck to ice on rocks. Actually makes it think of my steel toes. Um, they have a, uh, they have an amazing sole on them where they're supposed to be, where they, they stick to a, sh a slick shop floor mm -hmm. when it's icy out. And I noticed when I was walking with them, I could walk up an icy path mm -hmm. with no problem. They had they stick to everything. Okay. Excellent. All right, we're gonna do two two things here that I'm I'm really fascinated with. One, Mercury retrograde. That yep. sucks when. I hate Mercury retrograde. <laughs> yeah, first one is coming up. Oh fuck. All the way to February third? God, that sucks. I found in, I found interesting the dates, January thirteenth to February third. What yeah. is it with threes this year? Yeah, well, that's because the universe is trying to tell us all something. Yeah, I'm not. We're not going to go to the whole explanation. If you don't understand Mercury retrograde, just go look it up. So, <laughs> and it's coming back in fucking May. God, it's not. And it's, it'll be around till June, then back in September, then back in December. Oh, next year is this is gonna suck. Can it be interesting watching people attempting to communicate? Yeah, well, we've already had enough troubles with that as it is. I know. <laughs> All right, well, at least we know. All right, I like this one. What is this frozen death? This is a fascinating one. Uh, it's it's a bit of a long story, but it's very fascinating. Oh, it's, give us the cliff notes of it. Yeah, it's a story that was apparently found in a diary about mountaineers freezing their own people for the winter only to resuscitate them in the spring. Like they, they apparently drug their old and handicapped and then they put them out, they take off their clothes, put them outside 
and they let them freeze, literally freeze, you'd think to death. And then they wrap them up and they, they protect them for the winter by, bear, by putting them into uh, like a large wooden crate thing, cover that with snow. And then in May, they come back, they unbury them, and they bring them into this uh, cabin where they slowly warm them up. They put them in a bath. They give them some spirits, as they say in there, but essentially liquor. And they all come back to life to work again for the summer. And instead of saying that they suffered anything, they all say that they uh, they feel well rested after their well, very fuck, long nap. If you got to sleep for three goddamn months, you better be well rested. But it, it's funny because it seems like a completely unbelievable thing. But when asking the elders of the area, they would say, yeah, that's true. My own father went through this. It's a very interesting thing. That sounds fascinating. I'm gonna to have to go read that one in depth. Maybe do some, maybe dive down that rabbit hole because that's basically a primitive form of chirogenics. Yes, yes, it is, and it is very interesting, and it's a very uh, quicksand-like rabbit hole. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be quite interesting. All right, we got a couple other quick tips for you. Here's a really good one, and everyone should learn how to do this one because you never know, we might actually need this one day, and that is making tallow candles. Candles. What is tallow? Beef fat. Oh, okay. You know, if you, if you, if you take in and boil beef bones and make your own beef broth, yeah. and, and then you let it, let it cool, that nice white fat that is on top, Yeah. that's beef tallow. And cool. that is the most amazing fat for frying stuff in. And I particularly save it for making French fries because if, well, I don't know if, I, I can't remember if you were still, if they were still, if McDonald's was still making French fries and beef tallow when you were a kid. I can't remember when, when McDonald's removed the beef tallow from their fries. Somewhere in the 90s, they did that. So, yeah, I guess you might have gotten hold of some of them. But McDonald's fries used to be the most amazing French fries in the world simply because they were deep fried in beef tallow. They weren't fried in canola oil, which they are now, or more commonly known as rapeseed oil. Canola is rapeseed, which is really, the rapeseed is good for you, but the rapeseed oil is very carcinogenic. So canola oil is really bad for you. I know that, that McDonald's fries have never tasted the same to me as it did when I was a kid. Then you actually got the tallow ones. Funny, because I keep getting cravings randomly for McDonald's french fries, and I'm always so disappointed because they don't yeah. taste like what I'm craving. There's a guy on YouTube. I can't remember his name. I, re I he's, a, he's a cowboy. He used to be a chuck wagon cook for the cowboys out on the range when they were working cattle. Cool. And then he became a YouTube star. I think his wife probably pushed him towards it. And he probably. shares all his recipes. And every once in a while, he goes down a rabbit hole trying to recreate some fast food thing in the cowboy method. And he, hmm. he recreated McDonald's french fries. Nice. And I watched this episode of it. Now... Granted, he cheated a little. He used 50-50 canola oil and beef tallow. He should have just used pure beef tallow, but 
the way he created the fries duplicated the way McDonald's created their fries before they went super cheap. Ooh. And it was just the most amazing thing. And it's like, you know, I've got to actually try that. But the beef tallow is the key to it because beef tallow has an ultra high smoke point. And so you can get that oil up around 350, 400 degrees and fry stuff beautifully. But yeah, the beef tallow is amazing. But that's what tallow is, is beef tallow. It's that, it's that wonderful fat you get when you make your own beef broth. Or if you go to the, or you can actually order. I've got a whole bunch of beef tallow in the freezer right now, beef fat in the freezer that I still have to render down. Yeah, I've got I, a bunch of that too that I have to render down. Yeah, when I because when I ordered my meat box, whenever I order my meat boxes, I also order uh, a big chunk of fat, uh, both beef fat and uh, pig fat. So do I. To render it down. So at any rate, tallow is that, and you can make candles from it. And the interesting thing about tallow candles is they're you know those nice taper candles you buy in the store. Mm -hmm. They're just as stiff as those. And they're very sturdy. That seems almost impossible. Nope. Beef tallow is different. And this is a this is a this is an article telling you how to make beef tallow candles. And you can make them one of two ways. You can make the dip candles, which have multiple layers. I don't know if you can even buy the multiple layer dip candles anymore. They used to be available when I was a kid. Oh, they're still available. Okay. Well that that's a dip candle. And you can make them with dip candles or you can make them with bowls. Cool. But tallow is something, and tallow is not that hard to get your hands on. You know, no, because nobody really uses it anymore. Well, they will want. They will when shit hits the fan. Everyone will use the beef, the fats, because they'll realize how many calories are in that fat, yeah. and and how important it is to get calories. I think I had a discussion <laughs> with my granddaughter on the drive up here about calories and how many calories it takes to sustain yourself and what different types of foods, how many calories are in different types of foods. Yeah, so it was very interesting to do that. All yeah, right. She's got to think about obsessing over rice lately. Yeah, uh, rice actually doesn't have a lot of calories, but it has a lot of carbs. Yeah. But carbs are important, but calories are also important. It's the thing of, that's the thing, having a discussion about di balanced diets. It's, mm -hmm. it's really important with, the, with balancing your diet out because you have to figure out, okay, that's why, that's why we need to have multiple types of foods is to balance our diet out between calories and carbohydrates and fats and, and all the micronutrients we need and everything else. That's why we have to have such a variety of things. And, of course, we came, she came to the conclusion, which many people eventually come to, is that stews are one of the best foods you can have. And Did you know that the ocean is a soup? Yes, the ocean is a soup. Sorry. It's got, it's got, it's got lots of salt and seafood in it. Yeah. It's got veggies and meat and salt and water. Yes, it, it is a soup, literally. You just got to heat it up hot enough and then scoop it up and eat it. <laughs> All right, we got a couple other interesting things here. Here we go. You got one that it was so cold that my nuts disappeared. <laughs> this is just a really fun one. It's a whole bunch of little sayings. I can't remember them all, but... Uh, several children got stuck to their playground equipment and had to be sawed off yeah, in that Saskatchewan happened. in 1983. 
that probably still happens today, of course, <laughs> because some kid in Alberta, you know, 12 year old kid daring his buddy, stick your tongue to it. Don't worry. I'll help you get it off as he pulls out his penis to pee on his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> when a Winnipeg hotel caught fire, a person trapped by the flames simply poured a pitcher of water out of the window and slid down the icicle. In 1879. I can believe that, actually, at 54 <laughs> degrees, at minus 54. Yeah. In Kupaskasing, Kupaskasing, Ontario, tires fell off the rims of cars in Ooh, 1994. That's fascinating. At minus minus 75. fucking three. Who, where the, Iroqua, oh, of course, it's fucking Ontario. <laughs> Minus 73, the snapping cold made sled squeak so loudly it scared the horses in Ontario in January 23rd, 1935. I like this one in Saskatchewan. When the cattle peed, they had to keep moving so that the icicles they made didn't freeze them to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You notice all of these are fucking in Canada. I, I did notice that, yeah. Minus 51. Outside of town, you could hear the school bus creaking 10 to 15 minutes before it reached a driveway in Saskatchewan in 1938. I could believe that. Saskatoon. <laughs> yeah. Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Actually, I think that's where my great-grandmother lived, was out near Saskatoon. Winterpeg. Uh, you, you want to read this one? Winterpeg, old downtown Louise Bridge over the Red River shrank more than five and a half inches. It sounds like it sounds like every guy's balls that winter too. Yeah, well that was ninety-six, so <laughs> minus twenty-two to minus forty. Lake Ontario froze hard enough for motorists to drive safely between Toronto, Ontario and Rochester, New York over the lake, if the wheels on their cars would turn. In February nineteen thirty four. Lake Ontario has completely frozen over only twice in history in 34 and 74 and 1874-75. Yeah. Well, in, <laughs> in 1934, the cars would have been lighter. They had a tough time doing it now. <laughs> Smoke froze and, in the chimney and choked out the fire, and ravens just nodded at each other rather than squawking in Rivers, Mon- Manitoba, 1948. Yeah. Like I said, these are just cool little stories. <laughs> All in Canada, of course. Oh, every one of them in Canada, of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't they be? Fucking Canada's fucking cold in the winter. It is. Except here on the West Coast, except for the last few weeks here on the Wet Coast, where it's actually been the White <laughs> Coast. Yep. <laughs> All right, we've got a few other things here. Let's see what we got. Um, let's go with everyone is eagerly awaiting planting stuff. Here's some three tips for early lettuce this spring. Sad thing is I don't have to wait till the spring. I am harvesting my lettuce this week. Why is that sad? Well, no, it's not sad, but I mean, the interesting thing is because I'm, I'm harvesting lettuce a week, thinking of which, if you want some, remind me. I won't harvest it all, but I can harvest some and bring you some down when I bring uh, bring the uh, granddaughter back. Am I seeing someone squeezing ketchup into their friggin' fuel tank? Yeah, don't ask, man. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. That seems like a really bad that, idea. That's, that's a really bad ad. It just seems <laughs> sugar, 
which is what Heinz tomato ketchup is, is approximately uh -huh. 60 to 70% sugar. I would not recommend putting that in your gas tank. It is a fantastic way to get back at people you don't like, though. Just put a yeah. bunch of sugar in their gas tank. They won't know what hit them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I did that once or twice when I was a teenager. <laughs> Fortunately, the statute of limitations is worn out, so they can't do anything about it. <laughs> Start your seeds indoors early. But you can start them indoors early. What's interesting, if you got grow lights, you can start your lettuce seeds anytime and have lettuce all year round. Uh, I also did bring something tonight about the best grow lights to use for growing veggies inside. Uh, I saw that. I kind of skipped that one over. Yeah, it's okay. I was just figured I'd point it out for anyone who wants to look at the notes later. Yeah, look at the notes. Yeah, this grow lights. I My grow lights, they, it's like Amazon sucks these days for deliveries. You notice that? I have noticed that. It's like they were supposed to deliver it two days ago, and it's been out for delivery for two days. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, Amazon, you... It's you, the shortages of drivers. You, you suck when. Well, how can it be out for delivery if it's not in a driver's fucking vehicle? Maybe it's the border crossing that sucks now. Oh, I don't know what it is. But, yeah, they were supposed to deliver it yesterday and the day before, and... It didn't get delivered yesterday, nor today when I looked. So it's still out for delivery. But the product is somewhere wandering around the Victoria area waiting to be delivered. <laughs> Fortunately, it's going to my mailbox, which means I don't have to be home to get it. Because the thing is, I, I started having them shit, send shit to my mailbox because I got tired of them leaving it in the hallway. Yeah. Leaving it by the front door in the area where everybody walks. And fortunately, I got lucky and nobody stole any of my shit, but it has happened. Mm -hmm. well, our mailman decided to just tuck tail and run because he saw some people on the ground without masks. He's like, oh, this isn't safe. I have to leave. Yeah, so. fucking retards. <laughs> fucking downright retards and all that shit. So much for the postman's... Uh, was it uh, Postman's Mantra or something? Oh, that's the American Post Office, not the Canadian. Neither oh. rain nor sleet nor snow shall prevent the mail from being delivered. You got to remember that's the that's the American Post Office, not any other post office in the world. Oh, uh, so the rule for Canadian Post Office is work when you feel like it. That's pretty much it. Yes. No, that's the yeah. American one, and you got to remember the Americans were so big on their mail going through. You got to remember the Pony Express only exists in the United States. And those, I did not know that. those were some badass motherfuckers. Yes, I have read some stories about the Pony Express men. Those were some badass motherfuckers to get the mail through areas that where wars were going on, Indians were attacking, and they would still get the mail through. Mm -hmm. Those were some mean, badass motherfuckers. And of course, the vast majority of them were between 16 and 25 years old and male. Yeah. Which, of course, 16 to 25-year-old males are fucking consider themselves immortal anyway, so. Oh, they'll ride a moose just to impress a girl. Yes, yes, they will. <laughs> <laughs> because, because men, we're fucking stupid. Yes, yes, you are. It's okay, though. If you survive it, you get a kid out of it. <laughs> yep, if we survive it. That's the whole point. We gotta survive it though. <laughs> All right. 
Let's go take a look at some crazy sol grand solar minimum stuff since we touched on that subject briefly. All right, we've got some really insane shit happening with our jet stream. Our jet stream has changed again. Yeah, I was looking at that earlier. It's like, huh, this should bring some interesting weather over the next little while. Mm -hmm. Let me find, there it is. There's the wet coast right there. Got to find the right spot. Now, a week and a half ago, the jet stream was going up and down. Yeah. Now the jet stream is going down into the southern Atlantic and pulling up wet weather all the way up along here. Yeah. Now, the one thing that's happening also is they, not talking about it here, is right here through this area here is a cold front is moving down. So all of this stuff here for everybody down through all the way down to not quite Texas, but uh, in the in the northern half of the U.S. is going to be snow. Because it's not yep. showing on a jet stream right now. But yeah, it's really fascinating. And this is a link that is permanently in the show notes if you want to see what the jet stream is doing. And it's really important to know what the jet stream is doing. But our jet stream is fuckered. It doesn't it's, usually bounce around quite like this, does it? No, it's usually pretty stable. I think so. It's usually pretty stable. It used to be. I said used to be, not usually. It used to be. It's no longer going to be stable because we are in the grand solar minimum. We are in the grand solar minimum as confirmed by this article. The National Oceanic Aeronautics Association. NOAA, one of the official government organizations, has confirmed. Oh, uh, hang on just a sec. I'll be right back. Okay. All right. Let's make a note here and say hello to our third, vid or third viewer. There we go. All right. Let's see what else we got. Let's go share this to... Face crack. Well, you're back just in time for me to share this to face crack. Let me share this one more time to face crack. Hang on. What are you sharing? sharing the jet streamer. The NOAA? Yeah, hang on a sec. Well, there's a quick link button on. Uh, there's a quick link button on uh, what's it call it? Um, on uh, Odyssey to share it out. So I thought while well, you were screwing off, I would do that. Okay, the NOAA, National Ocean Oceanatic Aeronautics Association, they have confirmed, this is an official government organization from the United States of America. They have confirmed a full-blown grand solar minimum. And this was put out in September of 2020. Why isn't the mainstream cool. media talking about this? Uh, I think they're not talking about it because that would go against their current narrative of how the planet is warming up and we're all going to die. Yes, yes, that's the whole problem. So this was put out almost two years ago now, a year and a half ago mm -hmm. now. You know, I've been talking about this for a decade to people. Nobody would listen to me. It's like I finally just gave up trying to convince them and just kept saying, don't worry. They're going, no, it's getting warmer. I said, no, don't worry. It's going to get fucking cold. 
You'll see. Very, very cold. It's like, no, you're still full of it. Don't worry. It's kind of like the same argument I used to have to have with people in the late 90s. From the mid to the 90s to about 2005, I had this argument with people because, of course, back then they were talking about peak oil. We're peak oil. We're going to run out of oil. There's no more oil left to find. And I started arguing with people because I started finding information because that was when the Internet came into existence. And I could suddenly find the information I wanted to do to prove to people the shit. And they kept arguing with me even when I threw proof, proof in their face. And that's when I finally gave up trying to argue with people who have their mindset. It's like, yeah, you'll believe what you're going to believe. You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. In the 90s, if you found something online, people automatically discredited it because it didn't come from a library. Now, if you find stuff in the library, people automatically discredit it because it didn't come from the Internet. Yes, I actually I actually I actually had to argue because I went to college from 1998 to 2002. Mm -hmm. That was the beginning of the Internet era. I actually did a paper in 2000 to one of my psych professors and I cited numerous online articles in my paper and my professor told me they weren't valid and i went yes they are they're from valid psych sources etc i had to argue to get those approved to get a proper grade on my paper it was the most insane thing to me i had the same issue when i was going to school and that at that age like it wasn't until i became a teenager that it was widely accepted for people to do their research online and yeah. even then they were still kind of dubious but now my kids are in school and if they go for books uh-huh. they're told off and they're told to go back to the internet and yes. it's like what <laughs> go back to the internet where you where 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 information is changeable on a fucking whim yeah <laughs> It's like back when when back in the nineties and early two thousands, internet was actually a lot more reliable than it is now. Well, it was reliable back then because everybody was, Oh my god, I can share all this real knowledge I have. Well now they realize exactly. Oh my god, I can change the information to manipulate the outcome. <laughs> that actually makes me think of uh something that I brought tonight. Okay, what is it? We're so far uh, off in the weeds, so let's go. <laughs> So, um, you have to uh, copy and paste this link. It's under really cool things from Amber. John Rays, our prestigious Minister of Jobs here in Canada, decided to make a tweet about how his wife had worked a 12-hour shift at the hospital and was now shoveling the drive, so he's going to go make her some breakfast. Mm. And what made me think about, about this is the fact that people were so... Was so hardcore harassing him that they even went and changed his wiki page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, God, this one here. <laughs> I've seen that all over the fucking tweeters and Facebook. It has been so fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. And of course, what's really <laughs> funny is some people have jumped right on it. It's like, yeah, I had to, my wife. But I, I went into the bathroom. My wife was enjoying her enjoying her bubble bath. I reached down between her legs, pulled the plug, and told her the driveway needs shoveled. <laughs> so some people have just jumped on it and just had the most amount of fun with it. Another pretty cool thing is yeah. this actually fulfills a bee prophecy from, from like a couple of years ago yeah. where they were talking about the toxicity of masculinity. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. It's just awesome. Oh, yeah. um, 
what's even better is if you follow his tweets, um, the night before he was watching a tennis, a tennis match. So, you know, he could have shoveled the job himself, but he didn't. And on top of that, uh, she made a Twitter account and made literally one post to defend him. So not only is she wearing the pants and doing the uh, shoveling the driveway, but she's also having to come to his defense to protect him on the internet. Oh, good for her. <laughs> I'm surprised she still keeps him around, but she's probably banging somebody else. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I wanted to bring this one in because it's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Also awesome that he is the Minister of Economic Development Jobs in mm-hmm. Canada. Yep, that's actually quite funny. <laughs> There yeah. you go. Striking blow against toxic masculinity. Yep. Man graciously allows wife to shovel driveway. That's a that's a B one. Yep, that's a B one. <laughs> Gotta love the B man. It's like the the B is just, the B is just like they were writing shit a few years ago and and now it's headline stuff and they're like, oh god, we we really weren't meant to be a fucking uh, Nostradamus, you know? We were just. <laughs> having fun we didn't really want to be nostradamus that's <laughs> uh, just like the, the it's like the problem is the world is so screwed up they just can't yeah. they can't help but the world just can't help but fucking fall into parody we are we're yeah we're so screwed sad up and now. funny both at once it, i know it's so sad and funny at the same time oh uh you had two special videos for today didn't you I did. You know what? We skipped them entirely because we yeah, got we in. Did. We got into talking about. We got into talking about the uh, reading for Revelation six, and we just went fucking full hog wild. All right, let's go check them out. We actually got some really entertaining videos. Uh, close down all the other things. It doesn't run too slow. Well, that's the whole thing, is I got to close shit down. I got to keep closing things. All right, you ready? Yep. All right, off we go. <clears throat> oh, it's good. I like that one. <laughs> I do like that one. That one was awesome. Your 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 uncle your uncle sent that to me. <laughs> nice. All right, let's go with another one for Biden sucks. <clears throat> if it still exists on Twitter, because Twitter's so unreliable for shit. It is because they need to protect everybody. Oh, we need some audio. No key. Yeah, we got to go to the back to begin in this one. All right, you ready? Here we go. Can I open the door? No, no keys. There's no keys. We don't have keys. Oh, no keys. Locked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't even think about driving this truck. You have no business driving this truck or anything else. We took a vote, and we all in agreement that you can't drive anything besides the country into the ground. That's not my opinion. That's everybody else's opinion. We're all in in accordance to this idea that you can't drive shit, you suck at everything that you do, you're just digging a hole for all of us. 
but it's not fair to anybody. You're a total nimrod, and you're not driving this truck. Emotional damage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that's real audio there, but it should be. I don't think so, but that was brilliantly done. It was brilliantly done. <laughs> I just love that one. <laughs> oh, want to see a really cool video? Sure. Uh, it's back under cool things that I brought. Um, LA's cool finest things. just doing the job and saving lives. All this right. is a pretty freaking cool video. Uh, at first, it's from their body cam as they're rescuing a guy from a down aircraft. And it's literally five seconds before the in, the train comes along and smashes the aircraft. And then it switches to a bystander's video where they catch the police just pulling the guy away as the train comes, and then the bystander almost gets smashed by a piece. It's just a really cool video. All right, well, we'll have to wait for it to fucking load. Uh, it's not the right one. There you go. This one? Yep. Okay, let's go check it out. There's no sound at first, but it is so cool. It's one of those videos I just, I had to rewind it and watch it a few times just to really catch everything. It's the body cam where they're rescuing the guy. Poor guy. He's so smashed up. Go, 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 go. That was just such a cool video. Yeah, that is a cool video. <laughs> Think about a train. It don't stop for fucking nothing. No, it can't. It can't stop, man. If a train's oh coming, God. if you're not out of its way, you're basically fucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, police did a damn good job there getting the guy out just in time. Like, if you watch that video again, mm -hmm. uh, right at the end there, you can see the police pulling the guy yeah. as the train approaches from the second video. It's just brilliant. Oh, yeah. It's, it's nice. Nice to cut together. Mm. All right. Here we go. It is time for us to wander into... Everybody was come flu fighting <laughs> And all in Wuhan dying <laughs> And it was a little bit frightening Absolutely. Let's go wander into some kung flu fighting. All right. The tyrannical Canadian government is coming for all you fucking Canadians out there. Of course, sir. They've been working on for ages. Well, they just got to on... get out of their pull-ups first. Yeah, well, I don't know. We've got our mandatory vaccines on the horizon, says the federal health minister. I'm really hoping that everything falls apart well before that gets passed. Yeah, well, at the rate it's going, it just might. I just wanted to bring this article up for those that haven't seen it yet. Anyone who pays attention to social media has seen shitloads of this already. Mm -hmm. Well, we got some other things that are happening. This is from the state of Washington. Things are really getting fucking bad out there. Yeah. Washington it's... State is going to authorize strike forces to involuntarily detain unvaccinated families. Kind of disturbing. 
really disturbing. And also, we're not that far away from that here. No, it's no, we're not. Terrifying, honestly. It's, it's quite terrifying what they're planning here. And, and then watching what's happening in Australia right now, considering that for almost this entire scamdemic, is that we've they're been about, about six months ahead of us. Yeah, we've been about six months behind them on the curve for what they're doing. Which is like, it's like it's been really quite terrifying to see. Six months later, other countries are doing what all fucking Australia. Australia, I guess they're, they're used to experimenting there, considering they were the original fucking penal colony. Yeah. So, they just consider all of them prisoners anyway. Well, if we go dark, then everyone who's listening knows that we just vanished into the ether for one reason or another. Yeah, well, if I vanish into the ether, I'm not going quietly into the dark. I refuse to go quietly into the dark of this. I've actually started becoming a little more outspoken on my Twitter and Facebook. I, I've started to be—I've started to be a noisy little bastard. Ooh. Which I'm not sure is overly good, but I just have to do it. I can't—I can't be quiet anymore. I can't. Makes sense. Hmm. All right. Here's another one we've got going. We were talking about this earlier today. The narrative is breaking, though. This one here, this this gives me hope. Yeah. Okay, let's see how much of this Twitter feed is still live. Okay. Unable to view the account owner limits who... When the hell did they do that? The account owner deleted their... Interesting. The account owner went private with their tweet. That's a person that I followed. I guess they didn't follow me back, so I can't see their tweets anymore. Interesting. Because that tweet there is probably what got it, got that account owner in trouble. I think it was a woman, at least according to their Twitter profile at the time. Because this was only this afternoon that I found this. This has happened in the last few hours. Well, and what was it? The question it was simply it was simply the question is if they are changing their narrative, you have to ask the question why. Yeah. You know, so I guess that got him. But this is a pretty long thread. This is a real long thread of questions. It's like to ask Fantix Zealots why you must prepare yourself for a fight. It's not only intense, but surreal. Three steps forward, one step back. The mandates and rules are purposely confusing, contradictory to anyone without their eyes wide open. It keeps the masses focused on the one small, unimportant nuance instead of the actual plan. So there's a lot of really interesting stuff in all of the responses to her tweet. Oldfish population will find another focus if there's no noise around the old topic. I like that. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) They're standing out of the water as if that would help now a little bit too late. (laughs) You know. True idiot calling us all racists and bigots. I'm really hoping that the narrative completely falls apart because even the CDC is uh, has admitted what they admit. Um, CDC director just admitted over three and four COVID deaths were people with at least four comorbidities mm-hmm. and that they were unwell to begin with. Yep. So, I mean, it's like really, a ba- it's, it's, it's like a really fall apart. it's like a super really bad flu year. Yeah, and same thing with uh, New York. Uh, They've actually been uh, admitting 
Uh, like the New York Post openly yeah. admits that 43% of hospitalizations in New York counted as COVID. Yeah. They were actually admitted for reasons that had nothing to do with COVID. Mm-hmm. So the narrative is starting to fall apart. I'm yeah. really hoping everything continues to crumble down around their feet. So am I. I'm so am I. And I've got another one here. The narrative is breaking. You have to ask why it is being broadcast. Why are they breaking the narrative? It's not the same. Oh, that's the same one. Sorry, it's the same article or same Twitter. All right. Oh, uh, the Associated Press wrote an article claiming people haven't been brainwashed into following the COVID mob, but we should actually be thanking them. And oh, this is something you you brought. Yep. Um, so apparently we should be thanking them because by writing this, they're causing people to really think about whether or not they've been brainwashed. Yeah. Uh, it's ever since that whole, uh, theory on Joe Rogan has been floated yeah. around from, about from Dr. The from Dr. Robert Malone. Yeah. What's interesting is I thought that that thing with Joe Rogan had happened over the summer. Cause that's nope. when I remember hearing about it on no agenda. Nope. That happened just recently. That happened like three weeks ago. Two or three weeks ago. I, I remember hearing about it over the summer. The Not even whole... two or three weeks ago. Like a week and a half ago, it happened on Joe Rogan. And fucking, they've been attacking Joe Rogan ever since. And of course, it's the massive Streisand effect. Yeah. It's interesting. But ever since that's been floating around, people have been screaming about it one way or the other. But it seems like it's also been causing a lot of people to kind of snap out of it. It has. It has been. It has been waking up. But the problem is, okay, I can't remember who said it. I've seen the quote a few times. I think it was Albert Einstein. Um, it's easier for people to um, be fooled than for them to admit they've been fooled. Something like that. I'm misquoting it massively. Well, if you scroll down towards the bottom of this, they actually have a very old video of the. Uh, uh, it's it's a psychological test. Um, what is it called? Um, the Asher test. And the Asher test is where they took one person who volunteered for it, and they took a bunch of actors. Oh, this there one. Yes, I, I've yeah. seen this. I've seen this many times. I actually studied it when I was doing my psych degree. Yeah. And it, 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 is, it is all about conformity to the group. Yes, it's a very interesting video, very short for anyone who's interested in learning about what the Asher test does. People will start out speaking out, but then as everyone around them keeps saying one thing, they start just conforming with the group, at least most of us, not all of us. This test proved that only 10 to 20 percent will hold their ground. The other 80 to 90 percent will bend to whatever the majority says that should be. Yes, this the test, test that they did were very interesting to prove that. Oh, it was it was simple test. It was it yeah. was it was lines and they brought in a subject and he thought he was with a group of other people that were subjects and the idea was to choose the shortest line or the longest line in a No, matching line to the first one. Match okay, matching line to the first one, whatever. Matching line to the first one. And what happened was the actors that were in the room with him were told that they were supposed to choose a different line or some actors were, cho- were, were supposed to support him and some were not supposed to support him. And it's, it's a very fascinating test. And they did this not only with one person, 
but with multiple people. And they got the exact same results. It goes down to the other massive uh, psychology test. And it was, I can't remember the university in Southern California. Um, Berkeley. It was the Berkeley, it was the Berkeley uh, prison experiment. Okay. And it was the prison done. One? Yeah, the prison experiment in Berkeley. Yeah. And that was the one that proved exactly how the Nazis came into power. Because mm. if you give people absolute power, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Without fail, every single fucking time in history, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And that is something I've been thinking about a lot lately with the way that people are being praised for making yeah. fun of and attacking unvaccinated people oh, yeah. and allowing people to feel superior because they've been vaccinated, encouraging people to feel superior. Encouraging. They're, they're encouraging them. It's been going quite insane. And yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's, and because the media has been patting them on the back for encouraging them to attack the unvaccinated people. They, they feel superior and morally morally justified in doing it because they've got somebody behind them backing them up. Problem is, is though someone behind them backing them up is going to switch their story soon. And all them people are going to feel like, shit, I'm, I'm so looking forward. I don't know if we're going to get the, Nuremberg, the second Nuremberg trials, but I really hope we do because I'd love to see a lot of these people march down the street naked with their head shaved. You know, uh, actually... What's going on in our world right now also kind of reminds me of that TV show, Man in Hightower. Oh, God, yeah. That was actually... I haven't very... thought about that one for a while, that have was... you? Yeah, it's your fucking fault I fucking spent two weeks watching that goddamn series. You're welcome. I went down a rabbit hole and it's like, oh, I can watch one more episode. Oh, just one more episode. <laughs> I didn't like the way they ended it. It was kind of lame how they ended it, but... Uh, I think they were pressured to end it because it just, well, it was going somewhere. It was beautiful. And then all of a sudden that last season going somewhere for the first half and the last half just ended. Yeah. They just, had so to I fucking, think they were pressured to end it. Yeah. They were doing, they were getting, getting too close to the truth. I think so. I, I noticed that any series that gets too close to the truth has a really random cutoff and a piss poor ending. Yeah. Like, uh, Dollhouse. Like, uh, Dollhouse. I was man. just going to say, or Cracked, I think it is. Cracked. Uh, cracked. It's that one where the crazy professor ends up cracking the the veil between the universes and ends up taking his son. That's not Cracked. That's... Um, Fringe. Fringe. Yes. I always think of Cracked because their their picture there is always a, I, I, a I think I think Fringe, I think Fringe was some pre-programming. To let us in on shit that's actually that was actually happening at the time and is still happening today. Could be that one was weird. Same with Lie to Me. And Lie to Me. All Lie, these shows. Lie to Me was amazing until they fucking it, it, it. They they didn't even get a chance to figure out how to cut it off. They just cut it off in the middle of a fucking storyline. Yeah, they they got their plug pulled viciously. Yeah, their plug was pulled like fucking hard. It's like they went no no. It's like fuck you, gank. <laughs> well also um what's that one you recently let me watch uh person of interest oh per well person of interest went on they kind of closed out halfway decently 
But it still seemed kind of rushed. It was it was a little rushed in the end of the season, but they still did a pretty good job of wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. And and they kept through the entire thing of person of interest, kept pretty stable. I mean, they managed the last seven seasons or five seasons. Five seasons. They not went seven. five seasons, not seven. I, five. They went five but seasons. Th- and their part first- of the reason why they lasted so long though is because they kept it very fictional. But what's interesting is it was only it wasn't until the fifth season that they talked about the virus that was being released in order to, to make people afraid, in order to subdue the people and get all the information on the people more easily categorized. Yeah. And then it was that season that they ended. That was the season. That, that I they found got, interesting. That was the season, yes. That was the season they got killed. So I think what happened was they yeah. got too close to the truth right there. Yeah. And, of course, <laughs> that that series is the closest to our present because that season oh, yeah. ran to 2017. Mm-hmm. You know, and that one there, I, I, I didn't realize it ran... Actually, 2016. It ran 2011 to 2016. I didn't realize yeah. it was that recent. I, For some reason, I thought it was the early 2020s or, or the oh, early 20s. No, I, I, thought it was two, I, I thought it was 2005 or something to 2010. I didn't realize it was that recent, which like, wait a minute. Okay, now it makes way more fucking sense. <laughs> Yeah, we we yeah, got some, was we got some cool. cra- we got some craziness. There was definitely some craziness going in Person of Interest. Person of Interest is still one of my favorites, which is why I broke down and bought the DVDs so that I wouldn't have to depend uh, on it being on a streaming service to watch it again. <laughs> I still have your first two seasons. Yeah, well, actually, it doesn't matter. You can have the first two seasons. I bought an entire se- I bought an, I bought an entire set. Because I had oh, those, nice. I had those first two seasons from your uncle, from your uncle, and because he didn't have the rest of them in his shit, it's like, oh shit! Now I gotta have the rest of them. Well, I went looking online, and all I could do was buy the entire series. <laughs> so I bought the entire series. All right. Yeah, it's, it's interesting the amount of TV shows that have come and gone, mm-hmm. and the amount of TV shows that actually show so much. True psychological experimentation brought forth things that they weren't actually released to the public yeah. until years later. I find that very interesting going back. Well, the thing is, is Hollywood has inside information. Oh, and, yeah. And sometimes, Hollywood. sometimes the writers get it out. It, it goes back to that one time we brought onto the show. And unfortunately, I still got to go buy my premiere thing with the guy um, that talked about the three factions the thinkers the bankers and the Jesuits mm-hmm. the bankers are the ones that control Hollywood but the thinkers are most of the writers in Hollywood yeah you gotta let the thinkers do the thinking in order to make you money yeah well the thinker and the thinkers toe the line but every once in a while they slip something past Mm-hmm. And sometimes they manage to slip something past for a while before the bankers go, whoa, 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 what the fuck are you doing? We can't have that. Yeah. And then, and then of course, the bankers go, oh, shut that fucking shit down now. And, and, but by then, it's too late. It's out there. You know, so, yeah, it's like whatever. Okay, we're going to cover up a couple of things I've been meaning to cover for a while. And this is something people need to be aware of. We What's are that? we are currently in a Shamata year. 
Yeah, what does shmata mean? Like, is that just a Jewish word for shit? Nope. Not sh- it's a Jewish word for the uh, lack of a better term. I can't, I don't remember the exact term. It's the reckoning. It's every mm. seven years in the Jewish, no, f- fuck off. Join our know. newsletter. You know you want to. You know, I should probably sign up for it, but I'm not going to do it right now. I'll come back to it another time so I can catch this shit because it's obviously a Jewish website. And you get some no, really, really interesting shit from the Jews. Okay. It's yes, the, well, Jew, the Jewish people haven't seemed to have forgotten all of their history like so many out there. Oh, it's not just that. The Jewish people, well, we're on fucking Odyssey, so we can save this. They fucking run the goddamn planet. They did. I'm not so sure if they do anymore. Who the fuck do you think owns Hollywood and all the banks? I'm not sure, but the way that the Jews are being centered out and uh, they're they're being annihilated currently, I don't think they're running the world right now. I where think where are they being annihilated besides besides uh, fucking Israel? All over the U.S. right now. There's all kinds of videos. I've brought them to the show a few times. Oh, I must have missed them. The Jewish are actually in charge of. You got the you got the Jewish people, not Jewish people, but Jews in particular are in charge of Hollywood and the banks. Okay. They were. I really no. do think that there's no. been a coup. I no. don't think they are anymore. No, I think it's someone been. else now. No, there hasn't been a coup. If there had been a coup, we'd have things running differently. If there had been a coup in Hollywood, we wouldn't have the fucking problem of the pedophiles and the other shit coming out of Hollywood. Okay. We also wouldn't have the we also wouldn't have the problem of the mass amount of gay and lesbian and other crap coming out of Hollywood if there'd been a coup. Because the Jews didn't run Hollywood before, they do now. Okay. It's just the way it works. Anyway, let's go back to this one here. The Jewish Shemat Shemata year. No, Shmita. Shemata. I think. No, it's Shimada. I've listened to pronunciation many, okay. many times. It's called Shimada. I take off my hat to you. You've done more research. I have done research in this one because this one here is a major one because what happens is it is the sabbatical year in the Tamald, the Jewish book, which is the one in front of the Old Testament, is that every seven years... They're supposed to let their fields lie fallow so that the poor can eat from them. Hmm. It's an odd thing. But what happens is it's also the year that all debts are supposed to be forgiven. It's also the time when going back for the last 150 years, it's also the year that the stock market crashes. Interesting. And many other financial problems occur every seven years. See, the Torah calls for Jews to work the land for six years and let it rest in the seventh. And everything crashes to earth during that seventh year. We are in that. And it usually starts to crash towards the end of the Shemada year. The Shemada year ends in September of 2022. We are in the Shemada year right now. The great, the the stock market crash of 2008 happened in the Shemada year. 
The stock market crash of 29 happened at a Shimada year. I'm trying to think of some of the others. Uh, many others happened in a Shimada year. This is the year you have to pay attention to because unfortunately, they're the bankers right now. And because they're the bankers, they control everything. They make this shit happen because they dump all their shit. Here you go. This next article is the Shimada year cycle of the stock market crash. Seven year cycle. Cycles. We've done nothing but talk about cycles. See? Great Depression. Right here. Yeah, we really do do nothing but talk about cycles. Well, the, pr the thing is, is everything is cycles. Nobody realizes it. I just wish I had grasped cycles when I was younger so I could plan my life better around these cycles. Those that can grasp these cycles when they're younger and plan their life according to these cycles are the ones that become the millionaires and billionaires. Now, the thing is about the Jewish and many other ultra-rich families, they already know this, and they plan not only their life, but their next five generations behind them around these cycles. Mm. These multi-families, these multi-generational families that families that have existed for hundreds of years, you know, they don't think like you talk to go go talk to your average person, ask them how long they've planned out. What what do you get? Uh next week usually or next, next month. Next month, next week, maybe a year or two. Very few people I know have planned any further than next month ahead. There's a few yeah. people I know who have planned as yeah. far as 5, 10, 15, and there's one person I know who's planned 20 years ahead. Okay. Well, these families plan 300 years ahead. Okay. They don't just plan for next month. They plan six generations out really suck if their cycles that they're that they're banking on end up getting screwed up by something like say uh mob think problem is they control they control the mob think you can start the mob but you can never truly control it. it's like leading a horse to water than forcing him to drink you can start the mob all you want but it's really hard to keep control of the mob okay. once they the mob group think takes takes hold okay well how did they switch the mob think from the from the uh burning loot and murderers what do you mean blm black lives matter crap yeah how they ran a mob think on that one what happened to that mob think yes i didn't okay. say it was impossible no i said it's really hard but if you control the media it's not hard at all Okay, that I can get behind, but at the same time, not so many people have, have started waking up and snapping out of it. What are oh, they going to do? The problem is, okay, everyone thinks that so many people are waking up and snapping out of it. No more than 20% of the population is going to wake up and snap out of this. I've been paying attention for the last, the, these the last two years have really made me pay more attention 
serious attention these last two years. Okay. The problem is, is that only 20% of the population will wake up on their own. The other 80% is waiting for someone to tell them what to do. And it has always been that way. And if you start studying history, you will see in history, it has always been that way. 20% of the population, they're the same 20% that founded North America. Well, there yes, I do agree with that. But at the same time, something a, a trend that I've noticed mm -hmm. is they're working very hard to eradicate the middle class. They're yeah. trying to make it just upper and lower class again. Yeah. But well, they, and just they will. Like, Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Just like what? Just, just like back in the day, the lower class people seem to be a lot more aware of what's actually going on. And the lower class have always outnumbered the upper class. Mm -hmm. And the out lower class will always outnumber the upper yes, class. Yes, they always will. But how that, often? Go that ahead. is what I'm talking about with every, with so many people yeah. snapping out of it and waking up. As the, as the lower class builds and becomes an actual lower class mm -hmm. again, they're all snapping out of it, waking up and looking around and okay. noticing what's actually going on. Okay, well, they might notice, but how often in history, and let's let's only take, let's go back 300 years. Okay. That, that history is mm, measurably accurate. How often in the last 300 years has the lower class done anything about it? So... 300 years from now takes you back to the 1700s. It takes starvation. It absolutely... Everyone is willing to go along with it until they start starving and watching their children die from that's starvation. Right. Once that happens, okay. that's when people stand up. That's right. And think about what they've been doing for the last two years to deal with the starvation that is coming with the Grand Solar Minimum. Scooping what? up supplies, getting people used to standing in line and accepting rations. There you go. They've been getting okay. people used to it. They've been training. They've been, tra and while, while those of us that had a fucking brain have been preparing and getting our gardens ready and becoming self-sufficient, those of us that have been preparing have gotten ahead of that. Mm -hmm. But as we just said, you talk to people, you're lucky if you know anybody who's planned more than a few months out. Half the people I know expected to be dead by now, honestly. Well, but the thing is, is like we, and that is your lower class, your lower and middle classes. That is your yeah. lower and middle classes. That is the 80% of the population. Yeah. And that is the problem we have right now. The 80, the 20% 20, 20 of the population will wake up, but they can't wake them up. It's like, it's like one of the people I follow, Dollar Vigilante, I've been following him for a couple of years. I found him at the beginning of the scamdemic. And some of his stuff was been amazing. Some of it's been fucking, God, he makes me look fucking normal. <laughs> and... And, but some of it is, is really interesting, but he's got, he has some interesting ideas. But what he's, what he's come to do is last, his last few videos, he suddenly realizes, you know what? I think I've woken up everybody that wakes up. Nobody that watches my videos anymore is not awake. I can't wake yeah. any more people up. And that's the thing is I know that what we put out, we're not going to wake anyone up. 
else up. It's just not going to happen. You know. Yeah, I guess that is true. The people that are awake are awake. And there's nothing you can do to change that. The people that aren't awake, they're not going to wake up. What they'll do is they will change as soon as the media message changed, which we talked about earlier tonight. The media message is changing, which means... Now, why are they doing that? God, I I haven't quite... I've thought about that one all day because I only heard about this like two days ago. Mm-hmm. This media message changing. I'm thinking, you're right. And I, I've noticed it's changing. And I'm like, okay, why are they changing? They're getting ahead of a curve. They're trying to protect their asses. Something else is coming down the pike that they need to just push this thing aside to bring forward the next message. It's like, what was the message before the Rona? The message Trump. before... Trump was the message before the Rona. You're right. Trump was the message before the Rona. He was destroying the country. Mm-hmm. Okay. And oh, then, and that we're going to be gearing up for World War III. Hey, maybe that's it. Well, maybe. maybe we're actually heading towards a World War III. Well, we've been headed for that for some time. The United States is headed for civil war. Yeah, but what I mean is maybe we're actually stepping onto the precipice of it rather than just looking at from a distance. Yeah, we could be. It's like there's so many things. I just don't know what or where they're going to go. All right, we're a little further than usual than this time, but I have to take a bit of a break right now because I got to go deal with my fucking squirrel bladder and my fucking rum is empty. Why is the rum always empty? No, it's why is the rum always gone? Why is the rum always gone? Rum's always gone. I need more rum. All right. I got to go deal with those two things. So let's um, have this song here and we will be right back. Before I learned to walk, I crawled on my knees. Looking up, I saw a world just beyond my reach I cried in desperation till I finally figured out if I stood on my own nothing could keep me down I climbed that mountain just to see what was on the other side on the other side but thank God thank God for mountains without them I'd have never touched the sky By the time I turned 18, I was going on 42 With nothing left worth doing and nothing left to prove Then life said not to fast boy and gave me a wake-up call I found myself surrounded by a jagged granite wall I climbed that mountain just to see what was on the other side On the other side Thank God, thank God for mountains. Without them, I'd have never learned to fly. There's always something to get over. Some things you just can't walk around. The choice was mine to make 
go back the way I came. I'll keep moving, never looking down. Never looking down. So I climbed that mountain just to see what was on the other side. On the other side. Thank God. Thank God for mountains. Without them, I'd have never touched the sky. I climbed that mountain just to see what was on the other side. On the other side. Thank God. Thank God for mountains. Without them, I'd have never learned to fly. There we have it, folks. That's a nice break. Gave me a chance to empty the squirrel bladder, refill the rum. <laughs> God love the rum. <sighs> that was like a manna from the gods. All right. Where were we? We were wandering off into fucking wherever. All I right. wanted to check out Tomorrowland because you have a couple of things here. You've had a couple of things here for a while, and it's it's interesting to me. All right. Tomorrowland, decentralland.org. This is a really good website. Decentralland gives you a lot of information about Tomorrowland. And this is Explore. This is an alternative to, you know, the metaverse that Facecrack's been talking about? No, but I know about uh, Second Life or something. Okay, well, this is second. This is like Second Life. Second Life, actually, Metaverse, that that good old Zucker turd has been talking about the new Metaverse that everyone uses with their three D glasses. You know what uh, Ready Player One is? No. I'm gonna have to loan you the movie. Either that or go download the book from Amazon. Um, What's it called? Uh, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. All right, I will right. write that down. It puts us in. It puts us in 2049. All of the world is. People are living in these what they call stacks, which is trailer parks stacked up on top of each other. Okay. Mm -hmm. And everyone lives in the metaverse, which is a. Um, Virtual reality. They put on their virtual reality glasses and go into their virtual reality world and live there. They come hmm. out to eat, pee, and shit, basically. And it's really quite an interesting thing. But Decentraland is another, another metaverse. This is the open source metaverse, though. This is open source versus the metaverse which is controlled by face crack interesting and it makes me think of fahrenheit 351 uh, no fahrenheit 351 is different though fahrenheit 351 is where they're burning all the books yes but if you uh if you read between the lines everybody just lives with their families oh yeah they live with their families on and they, screen and they live with the they live i forgot about that they live in the television world because they didn't know how to describe the writer of three, Fahrenheit 351 didn't know how to describe our modern internet. So he did exactly. the best he did the best he could. 
Yeah, you're kind of right. You're kind of right. They had wireless earbuds, which were called seashells in that book. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was on massive amounts of Mm -hmm. medications. Mm -hmm. And if you talked, you were weird. If you read books, you were weird and illegal. And teenagers went racing down the street and didn't care if they hit people for fun. Yeah, well, that's... The the world that that the writer describes in Fahrenheit 351... It was like a smack in the face to me when I was listening to it because I do a lot of audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Whoa, that's that's our world. That's yeah. where we are right now." Well, you got you got to remember all of those. You got to you got you got to wonder about those authors back then. It's like, did they like have a time machine and they just couldn't quite figure out how to describe it in their terms? I do think that I really do. You know, I fully you, believe you got in 1984. Time you got Fahrenheit 351. You got. Um, I can't remember all this Huxley's books. Um, oh, fuck. His books. You I got, suck at writer's names, so. Well, I, I can remember writer's names sometimes. I can remember book names. It's really, I got a bizarre memory. Sometimes I remember the writer. Sometimes I remember the book. It's depends really on which ins- one catches your fancy, I think. Well, it depends on which one gets stuck in my memory. <laughs> uh, no, there's a few books like that that aren't they on uh, the the wireless band like the, the band fly list or something i don't know i think it's like a no fly book list and i've got all of them yeah well that's what you gotta have if it's a band book you need to read it if, i have them all it is <laughs> if someone bans the book or tells you you shouldn't read it that means it's a book you should absolutely read brave yep. new world that's the one brave new world Oh, that one is so interesting. Very, very slow beginning, though. Oh, God, it's so fucking painful to begin, especially when you have to read the goddamn thing. I had to read it in high school. I'm reading it. I've been reading it for a while. I've only just started getting to the good part. It's taken me months just to get through the first part. It it takes a (laughs) while to get through the beginning. It's really even more painful when it's assigned as a fucking high school book that you have to write a report on. It's like, see, this is the thing is when I went to high school, they assigned 1984, Brave New World. Um, what was the other one we were just talking about? Um, Fahrenheit 350, uh, three, or two, 451. 351. You know, they assigned those to us in high school to actually write reports on. It's like, you know, here, we want you to think. <laughs> The because, last time I had a good book assigned to me in school was in grade seven. Yeah. That was the last year I had a decent teacher. And he assigned a book called The Giver, which was Giver. also a very interesting book. It was a book the about... Have you ever read The Giver? No. Okay, well, The Giver is... It's the main character grows up in this climate-controlled town where the children, they don't have individual birthdays they are assigned numbers and they have a birthday where everyone gets to celebrate their birthday with a very specific one gift mm. in the auditorium and like it's very interesting world and the giver is special because he can see through the medication he can see color and oh. nobody can see color anymore oh. and he ends up being able to pass on memories of history they actually made touch. a movie they actually made a movie out of that Oh, dear. <laughs> well, I just looked it up because I was like, what the fuck is The Giver? And it, they made a movie in 2014 out of it. 
Uh, I bet it's nowhere near as good as the book, and they never are. They, Except well, for a few of them. There's All right. Very few. But that sounds like a fascinating book. I'll have to look that one up and see if it's available for download on a, on a, on a fucking uh, Audible. Audible. It is available, and it's actually a very good book. I loved reading it because it was such an interesting look into the world. And mm. our teacher that year asked us, "What does this book make you think of? Mm. How do you think so in other you words, would you, you had feel a teacher in a world that like told this?" You, told you, "I want you to think." Yes, that was the last year I had a good teacher. Was in yeah, grade seven. Last time I was you had a teacher that wanted you to fucking think. Yeah, well, we don't we don't have a lot of teachers that make you think anymore. Unfortunately, almost all of them retired because they saw what was coming. Or they're they said, fired. Well, they they got tired. They got fired or they retired. The few young ones get fired because they try to make their students think. Yeah. All right. So that's Decentraland. All right. Here you go. Here's another piece from Decentraland, and this is something is fucked here. And I can't even remember what it was because it's been so long since I brought this. The it's virtual, downright scary. The virtual, yeah, well, you know, me and my fucking spelling. <laughs> Decentraland. D-A-O. Oh. Dead on arrival. The Man, virtual I can't even look at that screen. It makes me motion sick. Decentraland. DOA stands for Decentralized Autonomous Organization. Decentraland DOA owns the most important smart contracts and assets that make up Decentraland. The land contract, the estates contract, the wearables, the content servers, and the marketplace. It also owns a substantial purse of the MANA, which is probably their version of crypto coins which allows it to be truly autonomous as well as subsidizes various operations and initiatives throughout Decentraland. Every time I hear the word men, I think of Magic the Gathering. Well, yeah, but that's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> but yeah, these are things that like Decentraland is like, I, I started digging down it and Tomorrowland, you got to watch the movie. I can't find it. I've got a copy of it. Uh, you have to come to my house to watch it, though, because I had to buy it. I had to buy it through, uh, what's it called? Um, Cinema Cineplex. Okay, well, I will come over and watch it then, because I can't find it. Hmm. Except was, for in Spanish. That I was found my, the Spanish version. That was my problem. I couldn't find it. And then one day I realized I had all these fucking scene points I'd collected. And I thought, can I cash these scene points in on Cineplex for free movies? And Which sure, is awesome. Sure enough, I could. And so I started buying up all these movies that I've been wanting to see because there's a lot of truth in certain movies. Only certain movies. Yeah. And as I hear about these movies, I go look them up on Cineplex and go, oh, good, they got it for sale. And it's like, oh, good, I can cash in my points because I get all these fucking scene points, which I used to use two or three times a year to go to the movie theater and get a free movie tickets, popcorn, drink, everything. And it would cost me like five bucks. And it was like being a kid again, five bucks for a night out at the movies, which is what it should mm -hmm. cost for going to the movies. And I realized, well, if I can't do that, well, at least I can buy all these movies digital, but I can only watch them on my computer because I don't have a smart TV, which can, I can watch the movies on and because they did away with their Xbox app. So I can't watch them through my Xbox, which is my only other connection uh -huh. to shit. So that sucks. It does, but that's life. But anyway, 
Tomorrowland, I've watched it several times now, and I'm starting to pick out the shit that the guy that was talking about Tomorrowland mentioned in there. I'm starting to pick out all the pieces in Tomorrowland that are prophetic about our future and what's coming down the pike for us. Definitely going to have to come over and watch it with you then. Yeah, well, anytime you want when I'm home. You can come over, you know, plan to spend the night because we're going to drink rum and watch it. <laughs> I mean, what the hell's the fun if my daughter isn't there to drink rum with me? Totally. Mm-hmm. All right. The amount of stupid in the world for this to happen. You have something called Let's Laugh at Libtards. I'm curious. Oh, well, we brought that last week here. Let's uh, go with that. That's a, that's a permanent piece for um, the amount of stupid in the world. <laughs> now I gotta find that right. amount of stupid in the world. Where the fuck is that at? Libso, Libsoft TikTok. Yeah, well, I okay. gotta find the section. It's like we have oh, so many. Oh yeah, I remember you bringing this. Now we have so I many remember. sections in this fucking show notes now. Yeah, gonna have to revamp it. I'll get on that. We'll have to fucking put it in a little bit better of an order than it than we've got. Hey. It worked the first place. At well, first, it worked great. At first, but we kept adding more. The problem is there's so much fucking insanity that we cover in each episode. We had to keep adding adding more and more sections to it. Mm-hmm. And by adding more and more sections to it, it just made it harder and harder to find shit. We'll have to come up with like three main sections or something. Yeah, we got to we got to come up with more section or the first part works great there though. Like the, the first part right. of our list here, it's yeah. beautiful. Well, the first part is, is, but everything else beyond that, just fucking, we need to fix it. We got to fix it. Yes. We have to fix it. <laughs> it's just insane. All right. Let's laugh at Libtar. This is a Twitter feed that I follow. Okay. Let's see what's new. Oh yeah. That's exactly it. It's like, sometimes <laughs> I just go see what's new. Because they just, they just. Okay. Oh my! All right, let's listen to a, let's listen to a moment of this because it's five minutes long. We'll listen to a, we'll listen to thirty seconds of it. The vote is being repressed. This is evil. This is wrong. The Republicans have to stop. I'm terrified. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. Okay. I'm sure it gets crazier from there. Okay, let's go with mental health crisis. All right. And what's funny is most of these come from TikTok. Oh, yeah. In fact, almost all of them come from TikTok. I've I've really got to go see if I... I think I have a TikTok account because two... Actually, it was three years ago when TikTok first hit the scene. I did a... Not a tavern podcast, but... I talked about TikTok on WP plugins mm-hmm. and how it was going to change the world. And what's interesting no, it about it definitely changed the world. Well, what was interesting <laughs> about it was I was ahead of the curve, but I didn't catch the wave. It's like I did the same thing when Twitter came into existence. And but I caught the wave of Twitter, and Twitter is what helped me build my business. If I'd caught the wave of TikTok at the beginning. I would have taken my business to a whole new level, but I just wasn't in a mood for a goddamn another fucking social media experiment. Understandable. 
All right, let's <laughs> see what, what this let's see what this mental crisis is on TikTok. Alrighty. So I use three different sets of pronouns: they, them, theirs, a, m, theirs, and it, it, its. <laughs> and typically, I just use they, them, theirs in public or at work because those are much more commonly known pronouns and. <laughs> Uh, oftentimes I don't feel like doing a whole bunch of explaining when I'm meeting new people. Um, but, uh, around other queers, then I like using AM and it, it's for various reasons. Is it just me so, or is this person yeah, saying it's a lot? third person yeah. talking about myself, uh, to show you how they're used. They went to the store today to get, to get groceries. They drove their car. I met them at the store. A went to the store to get groceries today. A drove air They're car. breaking English. I met M at the store. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> A introduced himself. Female. Groceries today. I met at the store and as a girl, look at the tits. That doesn't mean anything these days with hormone treatments. I don't care. I see tits. Also, no Adam's apple. I don't care what okay. they. I don't care what they do. <laughs> they cut off their penis. They never remove the Adam's apple. You know, the biggest problem with trying to train people into forgetting about sex mm -hmm. is that it is breaking the human mind in such a way due to the fact that we need to categorize. Yes, we do. The we very first thing we learn as children is how to categorize. We yes. categorize good and bad. Uh-huh. Hungry, not hungry. Uh-huh. That's the first thing we do. Yes. And by telling us to stop categorizing uh -huh. you are destroying our essential human nature we need categorization in order yes. to survive oh absolutely yes, if we but... can't tell if we can't categorize people around us we can't categorize yeah. safe and unsafe either that's right we can't now the other thing is to catch it a little further is i don't care how hard you try even the soy boys have a male face Okay. Yes, you can, this person looks very masculine to me and sounds no. very masculine. So look at look at the chin. She does not. She does not sound masculine. Look at the chin. Does to me. Look at the chin. Look at the nose. Look at the forehead. Okay. When I did, when I did my class on forensics, uh, forensic anthropology. Mm -hmm. Forensic anthropology teaches you how to look at the bone structure. Yeah, some I've always wanted to learn. To, because bone structure, 95% of the time, will show you male and female. Of course, yeah, I took, it doesn't I, lie. It doesn't lie. It cannot lie. Because mm -hmm. no matter what happens, I don't care how much they fuck with the hormones as teenagers, that bone structure is set by the time the hormones kick in. Okay, the bone structure is set and females have a different eye structure and nose structure and a forehead structure and a chin structure than males do. Even the females like I've I've discovered over the last five years, I have a particular female type I chase. Mm. And that female type has a square jawline. Because there's two, there's three types of females. There, primarily two, female types that have a pointed square, a pointed jawline, and a. You say male, you're seeing her square jawline, which is what makes her more attractive 
to high testosterone males. Okay. High testosterone males chase those ones. Low testosterone males chase the pointed ones. And if you look at the women, well, you know your mother, you know yourself, you know the last wife I had, they have yep. a more square jawline. Okay. Think about it. And But see, I that's... Am- that's what happened. And I've been analyzing it for, cause I've just, well, I've been analyzing my life for the last four years. So trying to figure yeah. out what the fuck I've done wrong over time. And why did I chase this instead of chasing that? And then I look at the women that I'm interested in. And I was like, yeah, I find her attractive and hers like I'd bang her, but that's really it. So it's like that we are predisposed to be attracted to certain body types because that is what our genetics say is the best match to create the best children to continue our lineage. Every one of us is predisposed to select certain mates with certain traits to produce the best lineage down the line. I don't care what else happens in the world. Our whole existence on this planet is to create babies and procreate and extend Generally, our, yeah. ex, that's the whole that's that's the whole reason for our existence the problem with humans is we have a higher cognitive function function and we think we can escape our animal nature <laughs> it, it just doesn't happen we can't escape our animal fucking nature it just doesn't happen here's a question about bone structure for you uh-huh the people who have chins that stick out further than their noses what kind of chin is that masculine or feminine uh, I don't know. I call them witch chins, but yeah, that's just me. I haven't, I haven't thought about that. I that's, mm-hmm. now you've given me something else to stick into my head that, that wasn't taught in forensic anthropology. So, <laughs> well, now you have to go search up witch chins. Are they male or female? <laughs> I'll have to do that because I'll have to. But yeah, that was my favorite course in college. I still won't forget the time when they. I was so tired from all the college classes and getting up early and going to class and you know, every once in a while you'll fall asleep in class. It's just a given. Well, this particular day, the teacher decided she was going to play a video for us. And it's like, yeah, that's right. I need a dark room and a video and, and I'm in the back of the room. Yeah. I'm going to stay awake for this. No problem. (laughs) Well, I drifted off and I woke up at at a point in the, in the movie she was playing for us, which was, explaining how to find graves and other stuff. And it was also part of the movie was doing um, autopsies. And Mm -hmm. one of the really interesting parts of it was they showed this autopsy where they made the line underneath the chin and they pulled the face up and over the skull. And then they put the face back over the skull. They pulled it up and over. And I woke up just as that was occurring. I'm looking at the screen. I'm like... (laughs) Oh, that's kind of cool looking. And then <laughs> I promptly fell asleep again. <laughs> so it, now, it, it's it's permanently etched in my memory just because of, it was like I woke up and all I can see is them pulling a face off a skull and putting it on a skull and pull it off a skull and put it on a skull. It's like, yeah, <laughs> that's kind of cool. It was inter- it, what was interesting, when, when I took this course, I thought I'd be grossed out by it, but it was the most 
fascinating course I ever fucking took. <laughs> and of course, what was interesting was when I took this course, when I hit the midterms, I was failing the course at midterms. Mm-hmm. And my teacher told me, you should drop this course. Because if you drop it at midterms, you, it doesn't count as a failing grade against you, against your against your record. And I said, no, I've got, I've got to keep this course because I need it to keep in good standing with my student loans. I can't drop the course. If I drop the course, I lose my student loans. And I needed it. And she goes, well, you've got a shitload of work. And I said, uh, I'll pass. Don't worry. I went from an F to a B plus as my final grade grade between midterms, between midterms and finals. I still have the book that I studied day and night. And of course at that time there, I didn't have a car. So I always took the bus to college and I'd sit on a bus and I was flipping through this book, studying human bones and learning where every little hole in the human bones were learning the names of every human or every bone in the human body. There's 206 bones in the adult human body, which is more bones than a child. A child Mm -hmm. has 200 or I think a child has 198 bones. An adult has 206. Or is it the other way around? I can't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. Can't remember. At any rate, I had to learn every human bone in the body, every every bone in the human body. I had to learn where all the foramens are in the human body. And the foramens are all the holes in your bones where veins run through. There's, There's little holes in your face. It's like I knew where all the foramen were in your, like you have two veins in your jaw that run through your jaw to provide blood to your face. I had to learn all of those. Then I has also had to learn to identify the difference between a human bone and animal bones. And it wasn't just a few. It was deer, dog, chicken, pig. I can't remember. There was like 10 different animal bones <coughs> we, oh. were test, we were tested against. We were tested That's against. Awesome. We were tested against all these human bones. They, and because some animal bones look a lot like human bones until you pick them up and examine them and you look at them and you can see there's a difference in the way they're constructed that differentiates them between human and animal. And it's very minute differences. So I know that a deer skull looks so similar to a human skull that people often mistake it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's why That's that's why deer were up in that list. It's like that. And the really cool thing was, is the college I went to, they had 19 complete human skeletons. And these weren't fake bones, which most places have. These were real human skeletons. I wonder if they're still allowed to keep them and use them. It might oh, be yeah. offensive to somebody. It could be now, but in 2002 or 2001, it wasn't. So... At any rate, it was so cool because, and of course, at that time there, I had embraced my my First Nations things and my respect. And so when I was handling these bones, I was very respectful to them and thanked them for giving their bones, even if they didn't give their bones to science, because 
they'd had their bones for 60 or 70 years so it's mm -hmm. hard to know whether the people actually donated them science or not because in that area yeah <laughs> in that area it's kind of questionable whether they donated them, but i still thank them for allowing their bones to be used in the purpose of science it was really but it was really fascinating but that course also taught me how to identify graves in the forest that's awesome because of course forensic anthropology means the study of murder mm -hmm. you know learning how to identify murder scenes based on what well, you remember the series bones right you've probably watched that that series oh i obsessed over i always okay. obsess over shows like that so she was a forensic anthropologist which is why i watched that show and i thoroughly enjoyed it because i understood most of what she was doing mm -hmm. you know because it was it was just so cool it's like i almost i almost switched careers just to go down the line of forensic anthropology because i didn't expect to enjoy it as much as i did i was and, tempted to try and go into forensic anthropology but Unfortunately, the careers person I had at the time was like, no, no, we, you can't do that. You're not good enough. So I oh, didn't, you, I didn't you, even try. You probably were, and you got a very piss poor person recommending things to you. Because yeah, probably. If, if anyone had told, if, if I talked to anyone, I said, don't even bother. I only took that course for one reason. What? I needed another course to fill up my schedule so I could qualify uh -huh. for my student loan. That was the whole reason I took that course. I didn't mm -hmm. take it for any other reason than that. Oh, crap, what am I going to take? This is the only course available. Quick, sign up for it. And I did. And I, I didn't think it would be that interesting. I thought I'd be grossed out and unable to create a decent grade. But once I got into it, it's like, oh, my God, this stuff's so cool. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, in the end, I impressed my professor. She was like, she was stunned. She'd never had a student go from a failing grade at midterm to a B plus as a final. That's she awesome. Just, she, you just, set a she, record. she just couldn't believe that occurred and say, well, this is what happens when you're determined and you're interested, which is basically what happened. I got interested in it because of that one fucking movie, which I woke up in the middle <laughs> of and was like, why aren't I grossed out by this? This is just, I expected to be grossed out by somebody peeling a face off a fucking dead body and putting it back. The face goes on, the face comes off. That's pretty much what it was. The face goes <laughs> on, it goes off. The face goes on, it goes on. And that's what they did for, it's like a couple of minutes. They did that. It's like, okay. And, but then the other thing was learning how to identify graves. And even now when I'm hiking in a forest or I'm out hunting, I'm looking for fucking burial sites wax on wax off wax on wax off <laughs> pretty much it's just one of those things <laughs> one of those things that happens all right let's wander on to something else now that we've fucking gone completely fucking off the bat shit crazy <laughs> where do we go um pick a spot well since we're already here uh woman places son in trunk to get covid tests Oh God, this is something I brought. This yep. wasn't this was an unbelievable amount of fucking stupid. Uh, I wasn't even sure this was real until I dug into it. Really? This is actually real, not some spoof? No, this is actually real. This is added in the Oh New my York goodness. Post. Okay. Her son had COVID. So she's 
stuffed him into a trunk. And wow. he's a 13-year-old boy. She wanted to get tested, so she stuffed him into a trunk and took him to a drive-thru coronavirus testing center in Houston. Wow. They found it because he's pounding on the fucking trunk. Wow, that I mean, is just insane. And what's funny is since I found this article, there's even more of this fucking stupid going on. Really? Oh, yeah. These parents that are like, they're so fucking parent. Oh, my God. My son's got COVID. I got to do this with him. I got to do this. With and they fucking, it's like child abuse on a fucking scale. Unbelievable. Wow. You know, it reminds me of when I was in the U.S. I was in the U.S. with you and I heard on the TV a commercial talking about how because of the summer heat, please be sure to put something important in your back seat, like your wallet or your purse so that you remember your kid is back there. So you don't leave your child in the car and let him suffocate to death. And all I could think of was how can people forget they have a baby? In their back seat, they put the baby there. How is a wallet or a purse more important than the baby? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but every year it happens. People, people forget about a baby. It's like mm-hmm. uh, it's natural selection, man. It's like these parents would have failed some other way, most likely. Yeah, yeah. The, the fact that they had a baby to begin with is just fucking astounding. But yes. It's not that hard to make a baby. It's hard to raise a baby. It's very hard to raise. Yes, it's very easy to make them. It's very easy to make them. All you got to do is get a dick and a uh, pussy together and they can make a baby. Oh, uh, another one I wanted to bring was Vox suggests renaming invasive species because it's offensive to bugs and plants. Where is that at? Same same place. Man is stupid in the world. Oh, there it is. Oh, yes, I saw this. I saw this on another <laughs> thing there, and I'm thinking, oh, fuck, man. These guys are fucking truly losing their shit. And somehow they have this lead to how it's climate due to climate change and Trump's fault. I don't know how they do it because I can't remember anymore, but I read the whole thing, and, yeah, they did manage to link it. Oh, they, they've, like, got a, they've got to link it to Trump somehow, and they've got to link it to climate. Cause they, got to, they absolutely got to link it to climate change. And just listen to this. Invasive species is a nativist concept so ingrained in American consciousness that it's taken a life of its own. (laughs) It's a you you notice that nativist concept, which means they're going after the native people now. Oh, yeah, because, you know, invasive species obviously means natives. Yes. Well, no, it means it, in, it means it means the natives have con- come up with the concept because invasive species means the invasive species invading invading the natives, much like what they blame the well, it's kind of true, but the Europeans of invading the natives and conquering North America. Although, well, the King of England did try to breed out the Irish and the Scots, so well, you know he did he did do that. That didn't work so well. And it's still, it hasn't worked so well in North America either. It's like you can't breed no. them out. All you do is breed a whole new breed of people. It really makes no difference. <laughs> but the point is, is that the United States conquered, 
Canada, we swindled most of the First Nations out of their fucking land. Yeah, we did. We, well, we swindled our ancestors. them. You know what? I can't even say well, that our ancestors did because our ancestors were over in Scotland and England and Ireland. Well, yes, our ancestors, because our ancestors didn't come here. Our first ancestor, no, not true, because your great-grandfather is Algonquin, part Algonquin. So, so he got swindled. He got swindled. He got so swindled. our ancestors got swindled. Our ancestors <laughs> got swindled. Yeah. So, but our first <laughs> European ancestors didn't come here until the early 1900s, after yes. the First Nations here had already been swindled. Yeah. So after our ancestors were swindled, our other half of our ancestors came in and finished the swindle. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We we have such a fucked up lineage. We really do. <laughs> and what's interesting is part of our ancestry actually came not your great-grandfather from your grandmother's side, but your great-great-grandfather from your grandfather's side originally arrived in Canada, then came to the United States. Him and his brothers got a wagon train with mules started heading for California, their mules died in Oklahoma, and that's where they settled. It was a sign. And, and then what was <laughs> funny was one of the brothers decided he didn't want to stay in Oklahoma, so he managed to pick up another pack and headed for California, and I'm not sure what happened to him. He got lost in the heritage. <laughs> So well, we, on, we actually, we, our, 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 her, our heritage, well, this is my her, my side of the heritage for you. You can go to your other side of the heritage in a minute because your other side of the heritage is murky at best. But yeah. um, so we have Algonquin First Nations, which is the Manitoba, Ontario First Nations, I believe. Then you have Scottish, which is from your grandmother's side. And then we have British, which is from your grandfather's side. And from your grandfather's the other way around. No, no. Your, your, okay. gra your grandmother's side is pure Scottish. Because okay. your, your great-grandmother comes from the highlands of Scotland. She's pure Scottish. Ooh. In your great-grandmother's side. That's, that's where the fucking red hair comes from. The red that's in all of us. The red that's in all of us. I have it in my mustache. Yeah. I have it in my mustache. That's and hence in my head. But some of us have it in our head. More of the women have it in their hair than the men. Yeah, I so, find as I'm getting older, my hair is starting to lose its color. The red is not losing its color. Yeah, well, that's funny because look at your look at your grandmother. She's getting older, mm -hmm. and her red is still there. Oh yeah. Which is what's interesting because they always say that redheads have no soul, so it's all good. Well, I am a Scorpio. That's true. So anyway, <laughs> from your grandmother's side, we have pure Scottish. From your great-grandmother's side. But your great-grandfather, he was Algonquin, and I'm not sure what else he has in him. He has a bit of European in his bloodlines, too. So, so he is probably from the swindlers and the swindled in his bloodlines <laughs> all at the same time. Because his bloodlines go back pretty far as far as yeah. Canadians go. Now, your grandfather's side, they came here, they originally arrived in Canada in the 1800s, 
And then they came down to the United States because back then you didn't need passports to cross in any country you wanted. You said, I'm going to the No, you just had state. to survive. You just had to survive. <laughs> and they came down into the United States and they packed a mule set and went to Oklahoma and that's where they settled. But that was great-great-grandfather on my side. He married a Cherokee woman because he moved to Oklahoma after the trail of che the trail of tears hmm. which means all the cherokee were already in oklahoma and the area they landed in oklahoma was in the area where the cherokee landed and created and their reserves were created so we have cherokee in our bloodlines too so we have algonquin and cherokee in our bloodlines and metis in our bloodlines so Ooh. we ha we have a good mix of english scottish Métis, Cherokee, and Algonquin. So we are 100% pure fucking mutts. Oh, and then also add in my mom's Irish. Oh, well, yeah. That's I, all we know about her is I, that she's just Irish. Well, that's for you. That's not me. Yeah. That's for you. Um, that's me all and my we, girls. We that, have the Irish. You have the Irish. You have the Irish and you... <laughs> something in your nature, if it get you drunk enough, your Irish accent comes out naturally. I swear to God, Irish are fucking... <laughs> Irish belong to the fucking circus. No, we belong to the Fae. The Fae helped create us. Yes. Well. They helped create us, and every time we drink enough liquor, we see them, so it's all good. Yeah, well, the Irish are fucking downright bizarre. But We're all crazy, too. Oh, absolutely. All you got to do is fucking watch. Um, I, I love watching. Um, oh, God, what's that movie? Are you thinking about Braveheart? Yes, Braveheart. Where the Irish come in, awesome where the Irish come in, and they and oh, they, yeah. they pretend to attack, and then it's like, and then at the other side, it's like, fucking Irish. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, all the all the Scots come up, and they're all shaking hands with the Irish, and it's like, yeah, that that's yep. the Irish. That 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 is the, Irish for you. And, and the one guy, <laughs> the King of Ireland, who is there fighting, who is fucking full on nut tardy. It's like, yep, yeah, that's the Irish. Yeah, he, oh, he, yeah. he encapsulates the Irish 100%. Because mm -hmm. the Irish are fucking nuts. They're the ones that gave the Scots the back bagpipes and told them it was a fucking instrument. <laughs> That's the joke anyway. But <laughs> oh yeah, Where should we wander off to now? Oh, who the fuck knows? We're half an hour out <laughs> beyond what our usual two hours is supposed to be. We're, we're beyond the show now. This is why we start oh. at seven now, so we can actually <laughs> blather on for a little while. The cat says hello. Oh, hello Don't cat. chew my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some out-of-place artifacts. I've got a few out-of-place artifacts, too. I've been meaning to All put right. in here. I do love the out-of-place artifacts because, you know, it's it's ancient history. And ancient history. I love out of place artifacts. Ancient history. Don't chew my microphone, cat. Fascinates me. Some of this you got to take with a grain of salt, but some of it is well documented. Yes. Okay, let's start with the top one. Let's go with ancient anomalies of the American Southwest and Northeast. I can't remember what this is because it's been so long since I brought it here. Oh. Uh, after this, actually, I want to head over to the Hopi Prophecy. Okay. All right. Here is some um, petroglyphs. And recently, 
recently petroglyphs have been determined to be um remember the name of it now um written language alien no, language no stuff caused by our son wait what oh, fuck you have to watch 2030 countdown or 2030 adapt 2030 to, to okay see. um petroglyphs are warnings as to what's happening in the grand solar minimum because all of these things are... God, I can't get it in my head. It's, oh, yeah. I remember that. It's warnings about the way that the sun looks, the way the stars look. Not when the, the way that the sun looks and the sun, star looks. It's the, it's the energy being released by our sun and the energy being released by the... By the... Oh, God. It's, it's not in my head. Blue flare? <clears throat> Not solar flares, but similar. Solar maximum? Not solar flares, solar maximum. Oh, fuck. But. Oh, dear A God. A thing. I know what it is. It'll come to me. It's a thing. It's a thing. And uh, watch Adapt 2030. Okay. Adapt 2030 talks about this stuff a lot. And what these petroglyphs, like these petroglyphs, like this one right here, if you can see the mouse in the screen. Yeah. Um, this one here is being shown in the sky right now. Oh, cool. And different uh, energies that are coming from. It's right on the tip of my goddamn tongue and I can't get it out. Are you talking about the northern lights and stuff? Yes, the way it, the northern lights look? it has to do with the northern lights. It's the energy that is released through the northern lights and many other things. And I can't remember what that energy is called. Well, you may as well forget it. The amount of booze you've had won't let your brain work properly. It has nothing to do with the booze. My, my mm -hmm. brain locks up on things and then it releases the information. I've already learned that. Yes, but you can blame the booze right now. You may I as well. can, but I haven't had that much booze. All Doesn't right. matter. Uh, Sean said ion ionosphere. That's ions. Ionosphere is part of it, but that's not it. Um, all right, we're gonna have to go look this up because it's pissing me mm -hmm. off. At least my cat isn't trying to chew my microphone anymore. Yeah. Well, let's go fucking take a look at this. Let's see if we can. Let's see if I can find a couple things on the DAP 2030 website. Like he, he has a had, website? Oh, yeah. It's called oilseedscrops.org. Oh, yeah. I guess that makes sense. He would have a website. I've just never thought to look for his website. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like it. We've already discussed this. He's putting out something that we've been discussing for a long time. Winter is coming. Cycles of change <laughs> and transition. We've already been discussing yep. this for fucking months. Yes, and also the idea that uh, Game of Thrones based everything on solar cycles. Yes, yes. Uh, and and re-listening, re -listening, I'm re-listening to the books now. And it's like, you know what? 
That's exactly what he fucking did. <laughs> I like uh, the idea of a world that is so aware of the solar cycles that they call it summer and winter. I know. Because he even explains that there's still times of snow and times of, of yeah. growing in the winter slash yeah. summer, but some of the winters are really bad. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, just, it's just funny as hell. It's like... Oh my God, he's trying to put out some truth. And so now what I'm listening for is I'm listening for the truth he was trying to put out, which is probably why he's having such a bitch of a time finishing his last book. I was just going to ask, has he because, put that damn thing out yet? No, he hasn't put out the last uh. book yet. And I think that's why, because he brought his his all his books brought us up to the modern times and he doesn't know how to continue it. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I mean, he, maybe he has finished it, but he hasn't gotten approval from the Black Ops. Well, it could be. He couldn't come in like approve because he's one of those. He's one of those up there that he has to get approval from the Black Ops. That's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, so I do still pay for my subscription to Gaia, Gaia dot com. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that they've been bringing forth a lot is a lot of videos and interviews and information on aliens. On what? On aliens. Aliens. The history of aliens. Like, what apparently, the- they had country? some fella on who was a, uh, he interacted with the aliens. He was like a ambassador for the aliens for Germany. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting hearing him talk. And I stopped it and I researched. Like, I've done a lot of research on how to read people's facial expressions. I've been learning micro expressions. Plasma. People, I suck at That's what it is. People. Plasma. Plasma. Okay. They're plasma. They're, they're, these, the, these are what plasma does. And plasma is what's put out by the, by the uh, northern light stuff. That's plasma inter- interfering with the earth. Oh. Plasma and electricity. Sorry. Continue on. Now that I know what it was, I just had to blurt it out. Continue on where you were at. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, this fella who is apparently an ambassador with the aliens for Germany, mm-hmm. I kept pausing it and reading his facial expressions, and I had Sean with me, and we were, we were looking really closely. Guy doesn't seem to be lying. Mm-hmm. You can see him translating from German into English during the interview, Yeah, but... You can also see him reliving the memories as he's explaining things. Yep. And there's only a couple times that he shows that he's actually hiding information. Yeah. But it's it's a very interesting thing. At some point I'll have to I'll have to give you my guy a subscription info so you can actually watch I, these videos. I, I, They're I so have cool. to watch some of those videos. <coughs> so more on Hopi prophecy is what I want to check out next. Where's that at? Uh it's under other strange stuff. Do you have a Hopi Blue oh, Star comment? Oh, yes. Yes, I keep bringing these in here because we have the Hopi Blue Star heading in here. Let's mm-hmm. start with the oilseed crops. This takes us to uh, 2030 Countdown's website. He's one of the few people besides us talking about the Hopi Blue Star, which is due in December of this year. It is supposed to rival Comet Hale-Bopp in the sky. 
You bought this one last week, but you didn't bring the more on Hopi Prophecy last week. No, because I went down the rabbit hole a little fucking further. Uh-huh. Okay. This is a major what? fucking rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Okay. The Hopi Blue Star is out there. I can't remember what they're calling the comet right now. The K2. K2 is the name of the comet. This why comet, K2? That makes me think of K-Hold. I have no idea why they called it K2. I'm Maybe not, they were K hold when they named it. I'm not in the pro I'm not I'm not part of naming comets. This is though <laughs> the only comet in our modern history that lit up beyond Pluto. Okay, no other comet in our modern history of tracking comets, and we've tracked quite a few comets. Okay, Hale-Bopp was the most magnificent comet of all. You might vaguely remember remember Comet Vaguely, yeah. Okay, it came through in 1996. Here's a question. When will we be able to see this with the naked eye? Um, December of this year. Okay. December of this year, it will be unmistakable in the sky. December 22nd is when it's supposed to get closest to our planet. It's not going to hit our planet, but the fact no. that it's getting close to our planet is going to, it's raising concerns. The Hopi, It's going to affect us while we are going to be being pulled from four directions from our gas giant. I know. We are so fucked this year. <laughs> we are so fucked. Yeah, I can't help but think of that uh, meme you brought last week where the guy looked like he was about to flick the tiger's balls and said, here goes 2022. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. <laughs> Smack that tiger's ball. And we are in the year of the tiger to boot. <laughs> year of the tiger, uh, shit, shit my year. And... Uh, we're also going to be dealing with this Hopi prophecy. Oh yeah! Wow, oh, I yeah. can't help but say Shitma because that's how I keep reading it. I know I'm mispronouncing it. That's that's <laughs> Shimada. Shimada. I keep seeing it uh, as uh, Shitma because the way it's written down. It's Shimada. <laughs> we 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 have so many cycles upon cycles <laughs> upon cycles in this one yeah. fucking year. And we also are going to be feeling the. Uh, solar minimum oh yeah grand solar minimum we are we are a fish we've been in the solar minimum for a couple of years we're going but now full, we're going to feel it for the first year well fucking anyone who has a brain has felt it already i mean look at this here here up at the oasis we got almost two feet of snow already yeah now granted this week here we're back in the warm weather and we've got a fucking river of water running over us but still, but who the, knows what's going to happen next week? Oh, I know. Our freaking our freaking jet stream keeps changing on us. It keeps changing. The whole point being is we got a shitload happening. It's just yeah. insane. And the blue Karachi of Hopi prophecy, and he says maybe on his website. But I've been doing some research. Mm -hmm. This comet lit up out beyond Pluto. Mm -hmm. No comet has ever lit up beyond pluto okay ever that means it's fucking massive to have gotten the sun to energize it out beyond pluto 
So what is in your link for more on Hopi prophecy? We'll continue on in a moment. Let me finish babbling. We've got more to go. You'll you'll know. You'll (laughs) you'll know. Okay. It this comet is now somewhere near Mars. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you have a really good telescope and you point it in that direction, you can probably find it. You have to find out where it has and where it is in the sky right now. This comet was first noticed in 2017. Yeah, a, a while ago, but nobody's been talking about it. They talked about it for a couple of months in 2017. I found several articles in 2017 about it. Since then, radio silence. Mm-hmm. It's only starting to reappear on the screen now. And that's because it's getting closer. They can't avoid it soon. I but, wonder if that's part of the reason why the media is changing their tune. Possibly. Okay, now according to Hopi Prophecy, I've been digging into Hopi Prophecy on the Blue Star. I have What is the prophecy? Do you know? Yes. The end of the world. The end of the fifth world that we are in right now. And moving into the sixth world. And according to Hopi prophecy, when the blue star returns, we all exit the fifth world and move into the sixth world. I haven't got all the details yet. I've got to dig deeper into this. The Hopi prophecy is amazing. Now, for those who don't know, okay, any... oh. Many people know what the, I can't remember what the name is, the wheel, the wheel of life, um, the four circles of the wheel, the yellow, white, black, and red wheel is. The elements? It's the elemental wheel, but it is the wheel of every, for lack of a better term, every First Nations culture. Every okay. First Nations culture uses the exact same wheel with four symbols on it. Yellow, red, black, and white. And you'll look at Sounds First... Sounds like the medicine wheel. That's what I'm looking for. The term is medicine wheel. That's the term I was looking for. I couldn't remember it. The medicine wheel. Every culture uses that wheel. Mm-hmm. Now, not all the people remember what that means. And because of my studies for the last 2021, 25 years, my studies for the last 25 years, my full shamanism, my druidism, everything else, which I'm getting back into because I abandoned it for 15 years like an idiot. Um, No comment. Yes, fuck you. Um. (laughs) I still remember all the knowledge I accumulated in the beginning. Okay, there's four colors on that wheel. Red, yellow, black, and white. The four primary races of this planet that exist now and have Mm -hmm. existed for the last mm, 5,000 years. Previous to that, we had other races. We're just going to go with the last five. Actually, it's been almost 7,000 years now. 
7,000 years of four primary races, red, black, yellow, and white. Now, even the First Nations in North America agree to this as to what all these races are and what it means. Now, what it means is when all four races actually come together, which the fucking ruling class of the planet has been working very hard to prevent, and they've been doing a damn mm -hmm. good job of preventing it. If they yeah, we ever... were almost together this uh, in, in the 90s, man. In the no. 90s, we came fucking awesomely close to being together, and then they fucking drove everyone apart. Mm -hmm. If they'd come together, we'd be in balance now. And we'd be able to face what's coming. But they drove us apart again. So what you've got here is you've got the red race is represented by the North American Indians. Mm -hmm. The North American Indians, though, one particular tribe holds the keys to it. And that tribe is the Hopi Nation. The white race, there is numerous tribes of that. There's England, Scotland, um, Wales, all the Europeans that are in North America now, et cetera, et cetera. But there's, oh, you've also got Sweden, Switzerland, et cetera. Germany, those were all the white races originally. Let, let's go with the originals. You've got England, Scotland, Wales, Germany, Switzerland, Sweden. Okay, that's the original white race. But there's one group that holds the keys. That group is the Swiss. I can agree with that. Okay. The black race, you have all of Africa. I'm just, I can't name them all. There's Africa. I can't remember the nation that holds it in Africa, but it is in the mountains. If you've ever seen the movie... Oh, fuck. Big tits. I can't remember her name. All I can nope, remember is... never seen a movie called Oh, Fuck, Big Tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's horrible. That's, that's a horrible way to describe it. It was a video game. All I can remember is Big Tits. Video game? Yeah, it was a video oh, game. Oh, uh... Okay, I'm thinking of, like, five different ones now. Crap. Name them off. Let's see if we get the right name right. Uh, is it the one where she has to she, fight zombies? Nope. She's a fucking archaeologist that goes out and chases Tomb Raider? Shit. Tomb Raider. That's it. Tomb Raider. Okay. If you watch the original movie Tomb Raider with uh, Angelina Jolie and Big Tits, because <laughs> who doesn't like Big Tits? Well, they do get in the way. I... They didn't seem to interfere with her. She still managed to kick butt with big tits. Only because she had wires attached, man. <laughs> Doesn't matter. At any rate, Tomb Raider, if you ever watched Tomb Raider, the, the first movie, they told a lot of truth in that. About, yeah, the black, about the black race that was responsible for the black keys on the medicine wheel. And I can't remember mm -hmm. the race that it was. But they told exactly who it was. So you'll have to go look up Tomb Raider. Now I'm going to have to go watch that movie again. Yeah, oh, it's such a good movie. I watch it just for her tits. <laughs> okay, and then the fourth one is the yellow race. 
which is all of the um, Asians. Yeah. But the Asians to hold the keys is the Tibetans. Which makes sense. We haven't heard anything about, well, that's about why, Tibet recently. That's why China has been crushing them. Mm. China has trying to been crushing them because they don't want that information out. So that is what the four keys are. And those four keys, they hold the things. And if those, if the four races come together, our world would be able to push past the calamities that are coming and we would be able to survive, thrive, and become what we should become. What we should have become the last six times we've done this. At least that's my theories. We are in the seventh time this has fucking happened. Because we are in a cycle and it happens. In fact, I caught something today that admitted that we're in a cycle that this is occurring again. I can't remember what it was and I forgot to capture it and throw it in the notes. I've got to capture shit when I see this that says we're in a How cycle. How did they admit it? It was in one of the news articles recently. It was really insane. So, at any rate, that's what we got. And that is why the blue Karachi of the Hopi prophecy, which is the blue comet, the comet K2, which is arriving because that comet is on a massive circle which comes around our planet every 26,000 years or so, give or take. You know, it, it's like one of those things that comes around. Like everything in this universe is on a cycle. Pick it. It usually is. Pick it. It doesn't matter. It's on a cycle. You just, you have to watch it long enough to figure out what the cycle is. And we have cycles upon cycles upon cycles upon cycles. Unfortunately, we chose this time to be incarnated on this planet because we felt we could make a difference in the cycles that are coming because the soul that you are you had a choice as to when to incarnate and you incarnated in this time to make a difference although i think a shitload of souls incarnated because they thought they'd eh, it sounds like a party let's join it could be i mean it Seems like a lot of souls that have been born over the past couple of decades have been pretty freaking new. Well, think about it this way. When I was your age, well, not your age, when I was my granddaughter's age, my son's age, there mm -hmm. was only three billion people on this planet. I thought there was five. Nope. In the 70s, there was only 3.6 billion people. Okay. Now, there's almost 8 billion. We have doubled yep. the population in 30 years. Yes, there's a shitload of souls that said, ha, it's a party. Let's go have fun and party till the fucking end. And the old souls are like, what the fuck are you doing here? Get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was a kid, like everyone that you were around, they all felt old and familiar mm -hmm. and wise, but... As I'm growing and I'm meeting people, I can't help but look at them like, dude, you are 15 years older than me and you're such a child and yes. you feel so 
new to they're, me. It's so weird. They're young souls. They're they're mm. they're first time souls on this planet. You because... know. Also, I had I had I just had a thought. Mm -hmm. Considering how much we have so called civilized the planet, yeah. all of the souls of the various animals mm -hmm. had nowhere else to go but to become a human. Yeah. Well, that's too. Got that problem too. So it's like yeah. we, we have it. We have an insane amount of shit going on on this planet right now, and I don't know where it's going to go. But of course, you've got the problem of, and I keep finding more and more evidence, which I I really wish it wouldn't show up, but more and more evidence of our crustal displacement happening in the next 10 to 30 years. And that crustal displacement is going to be a major fucking problem. The one bright it spot... It's definitely going to be interesting. The one bright spot is currently where the Oasis is at. It should survive. And when it's done, we'll be in the fucking tropics. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But... Ooh, your almond tree would be very happy then. What's that? Your almond tree would be very happy then. Oh, yeah, I love being in the tropics. But the problem is, is like, there's so much shit that's going on. It's just crazy. All right, let's go check out this other one here. We've got the Watchers News, Comet K2, the record breaker. See, this is what we've already talked about, the farthest active inbound comet. Mm -hmm. This is where I've been talking about it. Farthest active inbound comet ever seen. And the Hubble Space Telescope is what caught it. This is what it looked like in the Hubble Space Orb. Now, see, this is what makes everyone think it's the Hopi one, because the Hopi says it's the blue comet. Yeah. Okay. Comet Hale-Bopp was initially thought to be the blue comet, but it turned out it wasn't pure blue. It was also green and a little bit of red. I remember watching it in the sky. It was truly amazing. This one is pure blue. That is really cool that it's actually blue, but it's also interesting because um, the prophecy essentially says it's the end of the world, but with every death comes a new birth. Mm -hmm. Does the Hopi prophecy talk about after the comet passes? No. Oh. The Hopi prophecy ends at that point it's kind of like the mayan calendar ended oh okay there's nothing beyond it they don't well, know. You know they don't know because it is the change in the world so they haven't they don't have any thoughts beyond that they don't know what's beyond that it's a new world and nobody knows what's beyond that new world you know what's interesting mm-hmm uh the Mayan calendar ended and everyone was like, oh my God, everyone's going to die. But really, we did end an age in 2012. We ended the age of basic common sense <laughs> and of uh, actual knowledge. And mm. we left all of our intelligence behind right around 2012 is when everything started becoming what it is now. Well, that's an interesting thought. I hadn't thought about that. That, that is so an interesting it, thought. It really was the end of the world as we knew it at that yeah. time. 
I just didn't see it until these past few years when I was thinking about the Mayan calendar. It's yeah. like it, it was supposed to be the end of the world or the end of an age. Yeah. And I started really thinking about it. And yeah, it kind of was because it was right around 2012 that yeah. the craziness started really happening. Well, it did. It was absolutely nuts. But the, my, my opinion is, is that they just don't know what's going to happen. They didn't know what was going to happen after the end of the age, the end of the Mayan calendar, the end of the Hopi prophecy. They just don't know because they're unable to predict past what that point is because they're seeing, they were seeing the changes in the world and they didn't know whether humans were going to be able to survive. Well, humans will survive. We have survived every single cataclysm on this planet. The problem mm -hmm. is, is every single time we've been kicked back to the fucking Stone Age. And we had an opportunity this time to prevent that. And the problem is, no, as the greedy people of the planet didn't care. Nope. They just wanted their best thing to happen. All right, let's grab a couple other things here. I've got another one here. The view zone. What's this Karachi? Uh, I need to see what this is. I have a suggestion for ending the show. Yeah, we're getting close. We got a couple other things here in the blue hot thing. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, this is just talking about the comet. What was seen way out. Okay. All right. Um, we got more on the Hopi prophecy. This is another piece on the Hopi prophecy. Actually, I've got shitload of Hopi prophecy shit here. You'll yeah, want to you check do. you want to check out the show notes. I'll be bringing more and more of this stuff because this one here is a rabbit hole. See, this is where the Hopi prophecy in the fifth world. This is the trying to understand there is the Hopi prophecy rock. This is the rock describing the Hopi prophecy and they end it here with nothing. That looks like a train. Yeah, well, there's many different descriptions of it. The Hopi Prophecy Rock. This is the prophecy of the return of the Blue Star. And while it was all in my brain at one point in time, it's kind of erased at the moment. But there's a lot that's here. You'll want to read this article and see what it is and what they're talking about. And there's many different breakdowns of this. So you'll want to dig deep into this rabbit hole for those of you that pick up this show and listen this far into it. All right. You want to end the show? I think it's time. Yeah. Oh, fuck. We're three hours into this. Exactly. Uh, 2030 predictions from 1930 <clears throat> is okay. pretty far down. All right. 2030 predictions from 1930. Right above 2050 countdown, which is in bigger letters, so it's easier to see. Right. Oh, 2030 predictions. All right, let's go see what the fuck we get here. From 1930. Oh, from the BBC? A real news source? Yep. An official news source? <laughs> All right, let's see what they have to say. Yeah, but it's from 1930, so. Yeah. 1930, people were still thinking and hoping. Oh, people they don't were... hope anymore. Have you noticed that? I have noticed that. That is one of the problems we have in the world today. People don't hope. They want people to save them. They don't want to fucking figure out how to save themselves. More than that, people have been taught that if they hope too much, 
that their hopes will be dashed because mm -hmm. everything that we set up is designed to dash down your hopes. Yep. All right. So this is a former cabinet minister and leading lawyer, Effie Smith, a friend of Winston, Winston Church, Churchill, and one of the more outspoken British politicians of, a, of his age, wrote a book containing predictions of how the world will look in 100 years. Anything interesting here? Discovery of cures for scourges such as cancer. Well, the cures have been discovered. They're just not going to release them because there's no money in it. Yeah. Death from old age could also be delayed. Yes, it has it, been. It has been. Lifespan to as much as 150 years? Not quite. Well, they could. They could push lifespan to 150 years if they brought shit forward. Well, according to some uh, interviews and some videos on Gaia, there are these amazing rooms that are such amazing tech and people, they walk into them. doesn't matter if they've been doing drugs and drinking most of their life, but if they walk into these rooms, they end up, uh, they, they're treated by something like, a, it's almost like a light. They come out and they're rejuvenated by 10 years. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. So that... appar apparently the queen uses it. Oh, probably. That's why she's fucking almost 100 years old, man. Yeah, and still pretty spry. Yeah. The cut so. in hours hasn't happened yet. So there's some interesting stuff here. I actually got to read this article. Air travel, well, they would be largely obsolete. Aeroplane ownership common. Well, she's may or may not happen. You know, Swift Aeroplane. Well, he's got some things uh, well on his way. Yeah. And then you had another one here. Like, you brought that one a while ago. And then there's this one. Okay, Sagacious hey. News Network, Hang 1929 on. Magazine article. I just lost my space in here. Where the fuck's it at? Different things roll out of here. Not a stupid out of place artifacts. Digital tracking 2030, no agenda. Conspiracy space stuff, tech stuff, other weird stuff. Uh, articles. Fuck, I just lost where we were at in here. <laughs> we really got to sort this shit out. <laughs> I tried to clean it up for the show and I didn't add too much to the show because I'm trying to get us fucking through all the shit we have. We have so much stuff that's been carried over for episode after episode after episode. We have. I have an idea of how to organize this, so I'll, I'll try it out and see what you think. Okay. Well, good work. No keyboard kitty. All right, now I've completely lost where that is. All right. <laughs> Look for 2050. 2050. See, Smithfield News. 2050 countdown is what you're looking for. 2050. Oh, there we go. 2050 countdown. 2030 predictions. All right. Here's the other one. And it's the second one down, yeah. Sagacious Magazine. Nothing new under the sun. Well, that's absolutely true. It is. 
I mean, you can you can look at some of the shit we have invented now, which was invented by fucking Tesla 110 years ago. Oh yeah. The problem is, is we're just figuring out how, how to use it now, and they're figuring oh, hey, out, in, they're figuring out how to make money. From they were talking. Sorry, what? 1929. They're what? They were talking about the amount of information and disinformation. Mm-hmm. All right, Alan Watt. <laughs> that's a familiar name. Why is that name familiar? Say people are so overwhelmed with the amount of information, disinformation, and just sheer data, they don't know what to make of it all. They often end up in a bigger confusion than they, than the one they started with, chasing rainbows, false leads, and trying to make sense of the human mind. Each individual has a logic which depends on incoming data. Absolutely. <laughs> sounds right. like just today. It sounds like normal fucking every day. Francis Bacon, New Atlantis. I need to read that. Francis Bacon. I know Francis Bacon's name. He was an amazing author. Mm-hmm. What's he? I don't remember his New Atlantis. A fictional story written in the 1500s, published in 1602. <laughs> Future society, which would have its headquarters in the West. They meant, well, in the 1500s, they didn't even fucking know America existed. No, I didn't. America wasn't truly founded until the 1600s. It wasn't officially discovered until 1592. I like how it goes on. See, okay, Francis Francis Bacon is one of those people I've brought to you several times. I've brought him forward several times when talking about the uh, Tomorrowland stuff. Mm -hmm. Because he was mentioned mentioned several times as one of the major thinkers. Yeah. Okay, just so you know. Solomon's Island, run on virtue and a secret society run into whole show. Well, that happened in the United States until 1913 when the secret society lost control to the bankers. Mm-hmm. Up until 1913, the United States was run, as much as everyone thinks they're evil, it was run by the Masons or the Illuminati which believe in what's the word i'm looking for enlightenment Uh, not just enlightenment of empowerment for the people the people could think clearly and make proper decisions and then the bankers took over in 1913 and that's what i find interesting is the sentence towards the bottom of your screen here which one oh crap uh well, the worlds within were called atoms. I'm not sure where the sentence is now. There we worlds, go. Worlds world. within worlds called atoms, which is just a play on atom, but it's interesting that they call it atoms. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they actually knew what atoms were in the 1500s, did they? Nope. They didn't. They were still trying to figure that out. Francis Bacon is one of the people that comes up a lot in my time travel rabbit holes. Yes, well, Francis, and H.G. Wells too, and his name and and his true title is Sir Francis Bacon. Okay. It was before England lost its soul. All right, well, let's wrap it up at that. We are three hours into this, and somebody has been wandering in, wandered in here a while ago, and has been listening to us for over forty-five minutes. Thank you for yep. coming and listening to our live show. We greatly appreciate it. 
I think it's time <laughs> for a little music to carry us out. And three hours is enough. Let's close this show out. These are the days of thunder. We're going to make time stand still. <laughs> A quarter after midnight, and I'm watching the wall. Sometimes I feel so uptight, I just can't sleep at all. Every day, doing the same old thing, we're losing time. The weekend comes, we got. That's all we've got for you now. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Adios, mofo. All right. That was a hell of a stream. I don't know where the fuck.